Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to The Wheel Reads, a Wheel of Time podcast. Your hosts are Alan, Chris, and Ian. This podcast is safe for first-time readers with no spoilers. This week, we'll be covering chapters 40, 41, and 42 of The Shadow Rising, Hunter of Trollocs, Among the Tuathathon, and A Missing Leaf. Enjoy! All right, welcome to season four, episode 20. Um, moving back over to parents' perspective for these chapters, but before we get going there, no real announcements this week. We have no new patrons after last week we had four, so this week none. That's okay. And um, no big numbers we've hit. Um, you know, we're creeping up on Twitter to, I think, 1,800, but that's kind of an arbitrary number at this point. I'll make a big deal when we get to 2,000, so going towards there um and yeah um you realize every time you say that we jump by like 600 people yeah i know that's why i say it (laughs) keep those numbers going um and then um we do have a guest tonight so we have pythos cheetah uh coming to us from uh detroit rock city um so pythos go to introduce yourself tell us he's a patron of ours good evening everyone so I've been reading uh, Wheel of Time for a very long time. Uh, my aunt gave me the first two books, I think right around the time they came out. And it took me about three years of attempting to read them to actually get out of the two rivers. Uh, but once I did, I've never really looked back. I've probably read the first six or seven books, probably ten times each by this point. Okay. Awesome. Oh, cool. That's awesome. And then next week I'm we I'm a librarian are... by trade. So uh, oh. reading kind of is my business. That's awesome. You have to give me some bo- cool. some book recommendations then. Um, so uh, we do have a guest next Can week. Do? Yeah, we do have a guest next week coming on with us. So uh, I'd like to announce uh, that we have Loyal's Book Club. Um, both uh, Prince Adeline's, uh, or was it Prince Adeline's brother and Eric are coming on to join us. So looking forward to having them on next week. Um, be a lot of fun with them. Um, and... That's it for really announcements. So moving to personal life. Wow. Um, a lot's happened since last week. Let's see. I went drinking with Ian on Saturday night. Um, that was a fun time. Shit show. <laughs> it was a shit show. Um, it was a fun time. I uh, had a good time. And then didn't wake up early in the morning because we had to drive down to uh, Virginia Beach because we went met with friends down there, uh, down in Sandbridge. It's uh, more of a little uh, 
uh, off the tourist beaten path uh, of, of Virginia Beach and hung out like on the beach. Sandbridge is cute. Yeah, Sandbridge is awesome. <laughs> it's nice. Yeah, and uh, we hung out there on the beach and hung out with uh, um, some some friends some friends of ours and their family. Um, had a good time. Um, and then uh, got back and decided that you know that it's time to go buy a new stove and microwave because I broke my last stove because I tried to burn down my house. Long story. Um, so we ended up buying a new stove and microwave, and I decided to try to install them both myself, which a stove is really easy because you just pull it out and plug it in. Um, whoever installed my previous microwave, the previous owner, um, definitely did not do us any favors, and it was like a shoddy job, and we had to take apart and pull apart tons of stuff and rebuild parts of the cab- cabinets, and it was just a mess. It took multiple days. I just finally got it done tonight. Been working on that for three nights in a row. So... Have a, have a working microwave now. So. Wow. <laughs> my, my wife was a little upset about it just because uh, we didn't have a microwave for three days and the kids want to heat something up. They're like, oh, you can use the oven. Um, <laughs> so that's my life right now. Um, well, yeah, burning um, down your house is not generally recommended. No, it's not. But when you have kids running around and my wife was at a meeting and she left the, the, the food on the stove and I was supposed to turn it down to low. And the kids were screaming in the other room, and I just ran in there to turn it down low, and I turned it on high and then ran back to the kids. Um, and, yeah. Fast forward an hour later, Excellent. and there's smoke billing out everywhere. And um, we, we, yeah. Thank God for fire insurance, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, no, nothing caught on we fire. We have done just, that uh, at least once here. Yeah. There, there, there's a lot. Of, I mean, no. We had no, a, no, a pot yeah. literally melt as we were taking it off. Yeah, this one uh, it cracked the glass because it's a stovetop that has you know the glass or whatever. It cracked the glass on it, and so we just got a new one, which is fine. But whatever, fun times. This happened actually months and months and months ago, so this is not a new thing. It's just that we basically we couldn't use one of the burners anymore, so we still it was still a functional stove, so we still just used it for a while. But then we finally bit the bullet and got a fu- fully functional stove. So with that being said, uh, how about you guys? What's new in personal life for you? Uh, so I've, I let some folks know uh, we're recording a day late because uh, yesterday I went to a concert. I went to see Santana. Uh, it was a bit of a, a double date. Meredith and I went with uh, my dad and Jen, his wife. Um, those of y'all that are on Discord now, I just posted a picture from dinner beforehand because she, she's just so stinking cute. I can't get over it. Um, the, the concert was amazing. We were like the youngest people there. Uh, but everybody was jamming, and like we were kind of joking, you know, she's a, a nurse practitioner. I was like, uh, I hope you took note of where all the AEDs were when we came in here. It's going to be like some heart attacks any moment. They're going to stop the show and ask for a doctor or something, but um, no, it was good. Santana's mid-70s, and this guy is just all over the stage jamming. He doesn't he hasn't skipped a beat. I mean, he's. I wouldn't be surprised if he's playing for another 10 years. He just, it was great. I'm glad I did it. He knows how to so, use that walker yeah. really, really well. Um, like with the this, <laughs> he don't even need it, man. He is he is spry. He was, it was impressive. Um, <laughs> and I got, I just got the vibe like from everybody up there. They were just so chill and taking turns jamming and stuff. It was like, you know, the old high school college group of friends playing at some parents' garage band or whatever, and just hanging out and having a good time. And yeah. that's what it felt like. Cool. Super cool. Awesome. So, cool. Yeah. Got a, got a lot of chores around the new house this week. That's going to be boring. A lot of painting, doing some floor work, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. Getting ready for November 18th and 19th for the big house party. 
slash yeah. watching the show on repeat. Over and over and over again. That's it. I'm trying to convince some of our patrons actually to come. When does it come out again? November 19th. I think we might we might have one. We might have one. I won't say who yet because they're they're working it out. But okay, that would be cool. Yeah, I took the day off, so um, I just have to get the. I have to tell my wife about it. I haven't done that yet, but I took the day (laughs) off. So (laughs) I will be available. It's so sensitive. That's the week before Thanksgiving, so I know we'll probably be headed that way the next weekend. So maybe I'll try to make it out there. We'll see. Okay. Anyway. That'd be cool. Personal life for me. Um, so the COVID test came back negative, which is great. Awesome. Um, so the doctor was like, either you had COVID or you had the flu, one of the two, um, which is fine by me. So Friday night, you know, COVID test came back negative. So we're like, hey, we're hungry. Let's go out and grab a bite to eat and bring it home. That way we're still not around people, but we're still getting out of the house. I pull up to a stop si- t- stoplight, look to my left, and there's this black car, and they're just kind of chilling beside me. I'm like, cool. And then the light turns green, and we both go, and then the black car gets closer and closer and closer, and the black car merges into me at about uh. 35 miles an hour. So <laughs> let me tell you, um, what pissed me off more was they hit me, I slam on my brakes after kind of recovering from the whiplash moment, uh, throw my car into park in time to see the car continue to drive by me. Oh. Yeah. I memorized the driver's, the driver's plate, so or license plate, excuse me. So I definitely like sent that on to the police officers who I called like instantly. Mm-hmm. You know, got through the whole insurance thing. An hour and a half later, I'm still waiting for a tow truck and the police officers to show up. Hmm. Ah, big city life. It really sucks. The tow truck never showed up. Uh, second round of police officers showed up because the first guy came there for like three minutes and then flew off for something more important. Uh, we had to have the police tow the car, and I'm still waiting on insurance to get back to me because the tow truck was supposed to take my car from the police to the service place, you know, like today, and it's oh. still sitting waiting. And, again, my door is pinned in on itself, so uh, that means the frame may be bent, which means they'll probably total my vehicle, which yeah. sucks. Mm-hmm. Oh, I might get a new car steal. out of it. Maybe. <laughs> but we're alive, yeah. and I'm good, and Chanel's good. Um, whiplash and some strains and my back really hurting right now, which y'all know my back is never my friend anyway. Mm-hmm. So the the CBD vape pen has been a godsend. There you go. Yeah, yeah. that stinks, man. I'm sorry to hear that. That's the worst. Man. Yeah. You know, I, I'm I'm learning to just take the grace in the moments that I do have and, and enjoy the good stuff that does occur because there's enough shitty things that happen in my life that I appreciate all the good. <laughs> That's good, man. Good perspective. Yeah. Pythos, would you like to talk a little bit about your personal life? Sure. Uh, about two months now into uh, the first full-time job I've ever had. Uh, I'm officially my library's children's librarian now. Uh, awesome. Though, unfortunately, we don't have any story times or anything planned because of COVID. So I haven't actually really changed my day-to-day duties at all. But uh, I used to have health insurance now. Yeah, that is great. It's important. And because yeah. I'm... Kind of second in command. 
that means I'm going to watch uh, Wheel Time at work the day it comes out, and no one is going to stop me. <laughs> yes. That's awesome. I'm excited for that for you. So let's move right into Chapter 40. We left off many, many episodes ago with Tonight We Hunt Trollocs, and this chapter title is Hunter of Trollocs, and we got the Trolloc symbol. So... Thoughts. You can really smell. Super to be here. <laughs> you can really smell the leaves of the apple trees mm. and the purple finch. Yeah, you can really hear it. You know, and see it. Yeah. Did you pick up on where they were at right when you read apple trees? Because once I read that, I was like, "Sweet, we're gonna see trollocs." Then I read apple trees, and I was like, "Dang it, I'm starting a trolloc chapter in tears." <laughs> 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 Screw you, Jordan. You did it again in the first sentence. <laughs> you ruined a whole chapter for me. <laughs> yeah, we start with Perrin parent, parent visiting his family's grave. And yeah, it's a little little tough. But at the same time, he's counting out arrows and just getting ready to whoop anybody's ass who did this. Um, and then one of the one of the Lewins appears um, and announces that Fahil and Luke are there to see him. Good old Lord Luke. Back. The fact that there's 14 generations at mm-hmm. one time in there, that's really like, that's super disheartening. Is he like the only Abara left? Mm-hmm. Yeah. As far as we're aware. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's crazy to think about. And I know we said we think we know what well, we were told who actually killed his family. Mm-hmm. But then what if the rest of his family are wolf brother? type people they just didn't let him in on the family secret yet because he didn't reach wolf puberty they're waiting for him to blossom <laughs> and maybe all the wolves that lord luke has been killing was his family like i don't i don't know i think i've read Ooh. enough that maybe that's not a thing but i'm still thinking maybe it could be a thing well i say lord luke, uh, slayer i should say slayer yeah because <laughs> we also don't know know who slayer is either yeah like i'm at a point now where i'm doubting that lord luke is slayer true yeah, yeah by the end of my lord luke looks too good yeah. He's just well, such a dashing character. Is a dashing character, whereas Slayer Slayer's the one that looks like Lan, if yeah. I'm right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From, from Malkir. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. it, it, like, well, we're way jumping ahead, but who have said he looks like? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that's the big piece. Yeah, we're, we are jumping ahead. So, so, going, so going backwards, get... it is um, kind of interesting. You know, Perrin was a little perturbed. He's like, "How is it that I don't know that people are coming up on me when I have people out there watching?" It, it mm-hmm. you know, goes to show that the people that he has with them really aren't skilled. They're skilled hunters, so you would think, or I would hope they'd be skilled hunters. But the other three um, boys that we watched come from the Edmonds field were pretty skilled, and they were able-bodied, you know, in compared to the others from different areas. So you'd think the majority of the people from the uh, Edmonds field would be able to at least track, scout, and then, you know, know when people are coming up on you. But for the fact that there's two people, one of which is Fayil coming up on them, you know, that's slacking a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I mean, they also inform them as well that Alana keeps on going missing without a word. Thoughts? Yeah, and who else was surprised by her going off? Was it one her of her order. warders? Yeah. One of her warders was. Yeah. So that's where, it, I mean, we already had suspicions about her. Um, and, you know, Varen's given her warnings, but the fact that her warder, and she only has one warder or two? 
She had to. One was killed, remember, um, right. um, by White Cloaks. Right. And so her warder not knowing where she's going, I feel like I feel like that's odd. I, I agree. And, yeah. and, but, I mean, we, we have seen, you know, women being controlled by another woman who kind of come and go as they're told. Yeah. Well, Perrin's distrusting of both Alana and Varen at this point. Um, yeah. And, and Fayol informs him that hundreds of people have been flocking to Emmons Field that his word's been spreading due to his warnings. Um, and there will be stories told of the two rivers for thousands of years. Perrin Goldeneyes, Hunter of the Trollocs. <laughs> kind of a cool name, Goldeneye. It is. Goldeneye. I like it. Yeah. Well, yeah, he throws an S on there, so it's not we're not yeah. stealing from Bond or anything. Bond, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No trademark issues. No, 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 exactly. Yeah, uh, so. so there's also a little back and forth about, you know, why, how come you don't want Lord Luke knowing about the Aiel? And Perrin's like, look, of however many places that have been attacked, Lord Luke visited, like, I forget the exact number, but it's a lot of five. them. It's literally five. right before it happened. And she's mm-hmm. like, oh, come on. Lukey Poo, there's no way Lukey Poo can That's do that. what got me is how into him Fael seems to be. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, or is she really taken by his charm? Yep, I think so. I think that might be a skill he has. Like, I'm not saying or maybe he's a, a power. channeler at this point, but he could be. He could be Forsaken still, but just very different than the other Forsaken we've met. And if he's Forsaken, he could channel. And... You know, maybe he has the skill of, like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Compel a little bit, charm, I guess, like what you said. I don't know. Well, I mean, we've, we've had another person that was really able to do that as well. Sure. Yeah, yeah. She charmed you. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, so, I, apparently I'm not the only one. Now, I will say I didn't get spoiled in doing this, but I did... Uh, let YouTube run for a little while after watching the the trailer again, and it moved on to something that was spoilery, and it was it was some video about like I don't know I I didn't watch it long enough, but I know right off the the bat the guy that was doing the video was all about Lanfear and how smoking hot she is and da 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 da, and I was like I know right it ain't just me. there's there's other guys out there that are digging her oh yeah (laughs) oh uh, matt Matt hatch from uh the dusty wheel uh landfair's his absolute favorite Uh, oh hey which now he he's hit fifteen thousand or yeah fifteen thousand subscribers so he has to do man fear now cosplay (laughs) (laughs) so (laughs) uh, we're, we're still waiting for that one but yeah so just shoot him a message for me and let him know that i called dibs Okay. And dibs, dibs, there dibs, bro. Yeah, there you go. So, um, yeah, Perrin at this point is kind of pondering over the events of ha- what's happened the last few days. Um, they've been ambushing or hunting. Tr- they have been hunting Trollocs. Um, I think a lot of the the village boys didn't take him serious when he said we we're going to hunt Trollocs. They're like, yeah, we're going to hunt Trollocs. Like, wait, wait, we're, we're, we're really going to hunt, hunt Trollocs? <laughs> yep. So uh, the first camp they took out had, like, what, 30-something Trollocs? And the second one had over 40 in a fade. So, and they've, um, you know, they've taken out two two camps at this point. So they're kind of trying to go around and, uh, and there's these pockets of, of Trollocs everywhere. So what do you guys think about that? That there's, you know, decent pockets of Trollocs scattered around to two rivers and it's what do you think's going on? quite confusing at the moment that we first read it. And that's uh, all at, I'm going to say. At there. the moment, so at the moment I'm reading this, not getting ahead of a couple chapters, um, you know, I'm still thinking, all right, the way gate is closed. 
So the Trollocs that are here that might have traveled through the ways, like, they've been here. Um, so then I'm, like, trying to recalculate in my mind, like, okay, how many, if, how many came through before Perrin and them were able to shut it? And then if that's the case, how come there hasn't been more destruction? Because what we know about Trollocs is they'll just go from place to place and destroy shit. I don't know. And then by the time I try to process it, I got a couple chapters ahead, and I was like, oh. Now we know. Yeah. Some, someone opened it back up. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I, I was correct. It's at 50,000 subscribers that he's going to go with Man Fear. So it's not 15. So he hasn't, get, he hasn't got there yet. yet. Uh, uh, not, not quite to, to Man Fear. Exactly. No, the important thing is dibs is dibs. So. <laughs> exactly. I think there it's interesting go. that if you think back to the very first book, a fade and a bunch of Trollocs like, burnt down half of Emmons Field. And now we're four books ahead, and Perrin and a bunch of boys who have never really fought or anything before take out a group of Trogs and the Fade. So quite a bit yes. of power creep here, even mm -hmm. in the secondary characters. I'm not even talking about like Rand or anything. They do get Aiel too helping them. Come True. on, come on, little Aiel help. Give the Aiel some credit. <laughs> and yeah. there is the Manethrin blood that apparently was you know, dormant, but I, I get the feeling like as you poke and prod these guys, once they're forced to fight, um, they're, they're forced to be reckoned with. And Perrin, so Perrin isn't building this grand army right now. He's not saying, give me every, you know, abled body. I don't even care if it's some old dude, if they can kind of shoot a bow. Like he talks about it at one point, he's like, like I'm, he's only taking the good ones. Um, and they got to be able to hang. And they got to, you know, have some skill with the bow and everything. So it's, he's like putting together his own little special forces unit. And there's even one part where it's talking about they're sitting around and nobody's shaving, either to try and look like Perrin or because it's miserable to shave when it's cold or it's miserable to shave, period. But I, I just see like these little SF Edmonds Fielders, Two Rivers folk. Yeah. You know? Um, now, so pretty cool. Small but skilled. And they're mm -hmm. gaining. So also, he's Tavirin. So, right, they're drawn to him. Uh, everybody seems to be very impressed with what parents doing, so that that gives these these young bucks confidence. And all of them have experienced some sort of loss recently, if not them directly. People that they know have been harmed by these Trollocs, so they're definitely willing to fight. They're motivated, and they've yeah. got somebody awesome to follow. So it's a it's a perfect and, storm right now. And and people will tell you this all the time, especially in military battles. Um, if you go through history, heart has a lot that plays into winning battles. Um, if there is no heart there, uh, doesn't matter how much training and how much money and how much equipment you have, if you don't have the heart to actually fight back, then um, um, not going to mention more recent examples of this. Um, but, um, yeah. you know, you spend trillions of dollars and training people, and if they don't have the heart to fight, doesn't matter. Um, yeah. So, and, and that's that's tried and tr true, true throughout history. Um, yep. You got to want it. Got to be motivated. <clears throat> and... The training part is funny. I, I think I talked about this on, the, on another episode. You know, before my first deployment, you go to the field, you go to the ranges, and you practice and you train and you practice on all the weapon systems. And sometimes the people that are really good in a training environment <laughs> freeze up and hesitate um, or just they don't operate as well when the bullets actually start flying. And then sometimes there's the quiet guy that did horrible in the training portion, was always getting in trouble, like barely qualified on his weapon system then the bullets start flying and this guy's going motherfucking rambo <laughs> and screaming <laughs> and jumping over stuff and just sending rounds down range so uh but it seems yeah. like <clears throat> perrin's done a really good job of gleaning who he's going to keep in his party who he's taking with him 
Yeah, for sure. And at, at one point, when when Lord Luke shows up, he, he finally talks to them and says, "Hey, you know, we should all go back to Emmons Field." And um, and parents like, well, and he's like, "Yeah, we haven't seen Trollocs or heard Trollocs in days. You know, maybe parents should be reasonable. You know, maybe we've killed them all. We should go back." And parents like, "I'm not going back. You guys can go back if you want, but I'm staying here and fighting. I'll be a one man army." Um, and they all decide to stay after this. But yeah, it was um, a little little speech there where he was, yeah. I don't care what you guys do. You just don't have to fight. But well, so I'm gonna be fair to no my boy parent here. I gotta come to <laughs> like the direct quote puts him in a different light. Now, mind you, his own thoughts at the end are a whole other subject. But he's like, we're hunting Trollocs. Not everyone has left their farm yet, and every band we find and kill means farms not burned and more people with a chance to reach safety. So he's doing it for a very chivalrous reason not just because mm-hmm. he wants to kill Charlie because he's trying to make sure that his people survive now he begins to doubt himself later but mm-hmm. you know I believe in Perrin and I don't think he's really trying to give these boys shit I mean there's one in particular he seems to you know verbally jab a little bit but when he says Will. yeah when he's when when he says look anybody who wants to go home I mean just go I'm not gonna make you stay it's your choice and I didn't get the vibe that he was trying to guilt him into it or attack their pride or anything. I'm sure they felt that way when they heard it. But he was like, me? I think there's more out there. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep looking for him and mess him up. But y'all want to go, go. Mm-hmm. And, and if people right. would have chose to go back, I don't think he would have judged them. Because nope. at that point, he only wanted people with them that wanted to go hunt Trollocs. You know? Mm-hmm. Yep. True. Um, so anything from this before the Aiel show like up? Anything? Wait, did Aiel show back up? Yeah, Gaul and Banshee, oh. they, they appear. Yeah. yeah. Well, they're the ones should. that inform them of the new location of Trollocs, right? I should probably mm-hmm. read the chat. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm ready for that because I was literally about to start talking about that. So yeah. right, literally yeah, right so. at the end of this speech, bam, they show up and they're like, by the way, we found Trollocs. They're in this location heading in that direction. There's this many of them. And the, the best part of all of that is... Um, the smile turning, on parents' face. Parent turning to Lord Luke and be like, "Hey, <laughs> hey, Lukey Poo, why don't you come show us how it's done?" And Luke adjusts his belt and makes himself, you know, uh, well. So there's more things I need to go tend to back at HQ. I gotta, I gotta go uh, write up some <laughs> reports and put a cover letter mm-hmm. on that TPS and you know just a lot of. Uh, that's I'm gonna have to go take care of that. Fail. Why don't you come with me? Fail's like fuck off, bro. And he's like, okay. <laughs> well, Whatever. <laughs> it's funny. Luke smiled fractionally. It's just a smirk, a slight grin. But see, okay, so I gotta I have to I have to pause here for a minute. Knowing what I know about what happens next, Luke made the right decision. Or is Luke the one giving out intel? Like That's my other like and now that's the other statement I was gonna make is let's let's move forward that way we can say that now who the fuck snitched so statement. When- when Slayer I talk about Lord Luke Slayer, still... He's still sus. Very exactly. sus. Thank you. I agree. And we're assuming all the Forsaken operate in a similar manner. So he could be Forsaken, but maybe he's more like the, the, Loki, type, the Loki type character. He's not like in your face, I'm just going to lead armies and crush you sort of thing. Um, maybe this is part of his skill. He butters you up and, you know, and then... Has the like little Lanfier? team of Trollocs to sneak in there and like whack Lanfier? you. And then he goes, oh, no, what happened? I'm still your Maybe friend. Maybe his best friend's Lanfear. 
Are you talking about you know, I, like that? I've got to do that. Like, I'm, I'm sorry. I know you hear me. <laughs> I know you hear every word I'm saying. <laughs> no, but I completely agree. So it's like, Fayo frowns at Perrin because clearly she agrees with Luke, but she's not going to sit here and show her man up in the middle of everything that's going on, especially now that he's Perrin golden eyes. Like, she's got to sit by his side and support him, even if she disagrees. And she's like, you still don't trust him? And he's like, I don't trust that hoe. No, I'm not going to trust him. He doesn't know what he's talking about. And maybe he does. Maybe he definitely does because he's controlling what these Trollocs are doing. I don't know. But I do know this much. The fact that we go after the Trollocs, you know, we have the suggestions of the Aiel people of how best to surround the Trolloc and destroy them. And then for the Trolloc to end up getting behind the crew, somebody snitched. I don't care. Somebody mm-hmm. said something. Yeah. Yep. That's an that's a intel leak. It's like they knew what their plan was going to be and responded yeah. to that. Yeah. And Perrin doesn't trust Luke at all. I mean, he even has the quote where Fayel asks him, like, do you trust Luke? And he says, I trust you, my bow, and my axe. And she blushes. <laughs> <That's it. laughs> right. So yeah, so um so at this point they, they you know they, they head out to go fight the Trollocs. Uh they wait for over an hour until the Trollocs finally um reach them. Uh it's and then all of a sudden they realize that the Trollocs are attacking from behind. So they've been they've two been gi- suckered. Two giggities? Does that get giggity giggity? Does Trollocs get it from behind? <laughs> Once he realized he was getting it from behind, he turns and screams, Fight! <laughs> My mother! <laughs> All right, that's three giggities now that I think about it. <laughs> oh, Lordy. Uh, yeah. A uh, little, bit, little bit of overconfidence there um, by Perrin. Because I feel like it's not just the time going by, but even he was thinking about it. He's like, look, the way the wind's blowing and everything, if they're coming from that direction, I, I should be able to smell it. And, he, and he's right. So we, like, we've been building up. His character's been building up where he's trusting his instincts more. He's starting to embrace a little bit more what this uh, Wolf Brother stuff's given him. And then at this point, he's just absolutely certain that they're in the right spot. Nothing bad can happen, even though all of the signs are pointing to they're not coming from the direction we thought. And it was just right. the very last second that, you know, the wind swirled and he realized, holy shit, they're behind us. Mm-hmm. And remember, they didn't just get to jump on him. They got to jump mm-hmm. on some Aiel, too. Yep. Perrin was the first to realize that they were coming from behind. So like you said, Chris, there's no way for it for them it's Trollocs and Uffade to get that sort of jump. Somebody spilled the beans. That's why. You think that the yeah. last second wind poison. swirl was the Poison. You know, I didn't think about that, Pythos. Very much could be. It, mm-hmm. I didn't even think about that, but it I, it would make perfect sense. I mean, how poison. much how much worse poison. would it be poison. if he wasn't able poison. to? So it's not just Perrin realizing and be able to redirect the fight, but maybe in that split second, uh, even maybe Fayil heard him and they were able to be on guard. Um, I think he's already starting to scream, like rally to him. They're behind us. That gives everybody else, the Edmonds fielders, that extra split second to be able to turn and redirect their attentions. True. You're right. So let's take a let's take a pause right now for an emergency meeting. If you guys remember back in early COVID days, we played Among Us a lot. Yep. <laughs> so so who is it? Who, who's the imposter? Mm-hmm. Who's sus? Mm. <laughs> you know, at one point I thought it could be our IO friend. 
Because mm. we did make the statement, we don't know if there's any Eye Yellow Dark front. Oh, yeah. They were the ones who I don't get that vibe, but that's true. I don't get that vibe, but you're right. It's on the list of possibilities. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyone you and can eliminate? Who's the, other, who's the other eyes? Lord and Luke, of course, like, rode off. Alana <laughs> and Baron. <laughs> yeah, so Alana's still beats <clears throat> us. And she has been disappearing. But she's nowhere near, though. Her warder, I think, is also sus. Gull, our stone dog. I mean, he just happens to show up to save the day and, you know, dice up the, the fade. Yeah, All right, we have to talk about what the fade says before we get to that. Ah, uh, yes. I, mm. Yeah, so he calls out for Fael. Fael? Oh, you're Fael. She was delicious. Mm. Well, dumb on, dumb on his part because that yeah. really, that gave Perrin <laughs> just enough adrenaline and fight to be able to hold him off. Mm -hmm. Um and obviously not defeat him, but hold him off until the, the, the warder could come through and finish him off. Well, he almost died. I mean, he slips in the mud, and he's about to die yeah. until the, war and the warder shows up just in time. Just yeah, in time. And that could be a Tavirian thing, too. Time. Yep. Yeah, but, so um, this is tough. I don't normally believe in coincidences, but the Tavirian thing, I don't know. I guess Jordan leaves the door open for that. Normally when there's a coincidence like that, uh, the people involved are automatically sus in my book. So that's why I was thinking very heavily, all right, this warder, even though he's pretending to be surprised that, oh, my Sedai disappeared, I don't know, what happened? He, he might be in on it with her, which makes sense mm -hmm. if she is sus, if she's Black Asha, or if she's up to some nefarious whatever on her own. Like, wouldn't she bring her warder in on it? I mean, why not? She can compel him to do what she wants, right? That's maybe. true. Right. It would make sense. So if... maybe, there, maybe it's both of them. If she is Black Asha, and I'm mm -hmm. not saying she is or isn't, it would make sense to have a darker order. Right. That, that, or my question would be is if she breaks her ties with the um, the White Tower, whether or not that frees the warder. Like, if she, mm -hmm. you know, forsakes her oaths, does that free her warder to then have free will? That That's something I had been thinking about for a minute. They haven't really um, gone into the specifics of how you make that bonding. bonding and, so. Yeah, yeah, we haven't gone into stuff. the making it, the breaking it, the control of it. Like it's almost like a Shan Chen thing, but, but instead of having a bracelet and a and a necklace attached, it's it's a mental, you know, ball and chain. Yeah, we've got into a little bit about the the bond, um, but just basically that the you know the warders get some kind of added benefits from it. Um, yeah. some keen senses and things like that. Better fighters. But what are the rules? What are all uh, rules? Are yes. there ain't no rules. <laughs> I mean, and Moraine talks to Lan a lot about the bond. Like, does the bond chafe? Yeah, on you. It's yeah. Uh, yeah. She makes um, it sound like it's a physical. There's like a physical mm -hmm. aspect to it. Of course, there is the mental because that's really all it is. But you know, I, I just want to know more about it. Yeah, it's been implied sure. that they can make their warders do stuff with the bomb, but we've never actually seen that yet, or at least that we know of. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So after this great attack scene, um, it's the, the two rivers party has been pretty much devastated. I mean, pa Perrin calls in the rally to him. The men come, um, the ones that are still alive. He notices that Fayil's still alive. He's relieved by that. Uh, but then he learns that 27 of his men were killed in this in this skirmish. So out of how many did he 60? have 100 or was it 70? 70? Uh, I think it was like yeah, I think it was 60 so. or 70. 
but still a large that's still a Half. large percentage of yeah we're, we're talking which Half. is not that's still a third yeah it's still still not a not a good battle no um, and you get the biggest no shit sherlock moment of the whole book they didn't come as we expected well yeah. duh. that's what she said yeah. Uh, there so glad it is. You got it. Yeah, yeah. That's what she said. Uh, it was all on the back. Yeah. That, you know, oh, I'm just, uh, it's implied at this point. <laughs> just going to stop there. Yeah. So, so after all, anything from this whole attack scene, I mean, anything else you want to talk about before we move to the end of this chapter? Well, we haven't even really mentioned Perrin getting injured yet. Okay, yeah, let's talk about that. Good point. Oh, yeah. Well, parent took an arrow. Mm-hmm. That sucks. Cry me a river. Uh, it, <laughs> it sucks that he took it right off the bat uh, and somehow, you know, was able to fight through it and and still, you know, whack a few people and at least survive the fade. Um, yeah, I, can, I, can, I can't imagine taking an arrow. Like, I mean, like a gunshot wound's pretty clean. It usually goes in and out. At least if it does, it's good. If it goes in and out, it doesn't yeah. hit anything vital. An arrow is just brutal. Um, and it's like, like, like it's still good. there. It's, it's protruding. I mean, I was once in an adventure and then took an arrow in the knee. And then um, <laughs> Sky, Skyrim reference. <laughs> yeah. No, my, my father's been shot by an arrow. Really? Um, yeah. When he was in high school, or I think it was in middle school. Middle school. Middle school. Uh, he got shot by an arrow uh, by his friend. Um, they're out hunting, uh, hunting, hunting wabbits, uh, <laughs> of all things, uh, with bows. And, uh, his friend was wearing, um, moccasins, but he did lace them up. So they're flip flopping, you know, like mm. down low. So my dad decided to take a shot and while it flipped down, he nailed the heel of the, of his friend's moccasin to the ground with an arrow kind of showing off. And his friend tried to do the same thing. And, um, my dad took an arrow to the calf. <laughs> I could just see like a family guy scene of like five minutes of. Like, what do you do? Well, you never went to the hospital either because he was so he was so scared his father would beat the shit out of him for like for yeah. going hunting with arrows. Yeah, just, oh. like, he, he he ended up breaking the arrow off and then pulling it out himself and then wrapping it in bed sheets and throwing the bed sheets away so his parents would find out. That's gangster. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like literally, literally ended up pushing the arrow through and then just like holding the wound shut and never went to the hospital, never anything, and just threw the bed sheets away and try to Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cover it up. It was actually funny. He never told his mom until we were adults. So my grandmother was over for dinner and I brought up the story and my dad's like, so there's something I never told you. (laughs) 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 That's great. Remember the time I had a lip for like a few months back when I was in middle school. Um, I took an arrow to the leg. (laughs) I, I still run into that all the time. Uh, well, and especially like Alan, you know, when you're around at my mom's house, we'll start telling stories about back in the day and my mom will be like, wait, what? And I'm like, Oh, we never never told you that. That's crazy. (laughs) I would have thought the cops would have told you that six squad cars showed up to your house. (laughs) Your mom's like, I owe you so many more ass whippings than I thought. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah. My, my parents get to the point where if I start telling stories from high school, they say, we, we don't want to know. We just, uh, we just don't want to know. They're so happy, like, you've made it to where you are, Alan. They, yeah. yeah they're, they just, you have, you've given us grandchildren. We're, right. You know, we're you're happy. doing we good now, know. so whatever it took to get here, just keep it yeah. to yourself. Just, just keep it yourself. We don't want to know. Um, so, yeah, after this whole entire scene and, and, and parent takes an arrow, uh, they decide that they need to find some place to uh, hunker down and camp, and they hear music and head towards the music. Um, so, what do you guys think when you, what, yeah, when you heard, said they heard music, what did you guys think? Like, oh, right think, away, like, I knew it was Travelers. Yeah. Like, okay. Who else? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Plus, we, like, you read the chapter titles to us. So, sure. <clears throat> yeah, that, that, was, that was an easy Good point. Like, yeah, uh, I was I was hoping uh, on Chris's behalf that we'd run into Elias more than anything. I cared Thank less you. about the Tinkers, more about Elias. So I, I like a little disappointment here. Ready for Elias, and then it's like, have you seen Elias? I'm like, well, throw the book in the air, walk off. Same I'll come here. Back to it in an hour. <laughs> like this chapter's not fun anymore because they're just they're just yeah. gonna sit there and go. Everybody be peaceful. Parents would be like, literally, we've been fighting Trollocs for like Trollocs. how long? Like, I've <laughs> killed so many not, Trollocs. I'm not going to stop killing Trollocs. Do you see the arrow in my body right <laughs> yeah, now? I have a fucking yeah. arrow in my body. I'm going to go find whoever, <laughs> like, you know, did all this. And, yeah. Anyways. Yeah, you can't pull an arrow out. you got to push it through. It's uh, When they say these seen. are barbed, so that yeah. makes it even worse. Yeah. Yeah, you got to push it through. Doesn't come out. It, if you try to pull it out the same way it came in, you're gonna leave a lot worse of a wound. Um, it's yeah. gonna pull everything Ooh, out with it. Chunks of flesh. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I used to. I mean, so I mean, if you ever see like hunting arrows, I mean, most people when they shoot bow and arrows, they shoot them at camp or something like that, and they use training arrows. So they're just like the ones that have like little tip. rounded tips on it, blunt tips, or even if they have a spike, it's just like a smooth spike. An actual hunting tip uh, arrow, um, at least the ones I've always seen or used. Um, they have uh, like razor sharp flanges that are that snap out as soon as they go in. Yeah. So they don't come out. Uh, if you try to, yeah, if you try to pull them out, it's like three times, not three, but twice the size coming back out. And it's going to cut everything on the way back out. So. <laughs> and I don't know if you've and seen Rambo. Out. If you get the tips that explode, that that. bro. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> giggity, giggity, giggity. <laughs> <laughs> I'm impressed at how well Perrin's handled that arrow, though. If you think about Cam took like one he nick like from a, a champ, yeah. sword and then he was like delirious an hour later and Perrin has this arrow in him for like half a day and he's still upright. Yeah. Right. So, so I thought about that and I guess a couple options, like maybe this arrow wasn't tipped with whatever poisoned Tam. That's possible. But, if, but if it is, mm-hmm. we all know that the wolves love their favorite thing to do is to hunt Trollocs uh, and tear them apart. And the only thing better than that is if there's a merge world, they're like, Oh hell yeah. Like they pounce and they don't, they don't care. Uh, they're like honey badgers going after cobras. Like, and maybe they're able to withstand the, the venom, the poison a little bit better than your average man. So but if anybody see, else in the group got caught with that arrow, it's possible. You're right. Maybe they survived the wound itself, but the poison gets them. But your arrow came from a Trolloc, and the blade was from a Mergel, right? No, the blade that got Tam was Trolloc. Oh, it was a Trolloc blade. That's right. You're right. But it wasn't a Trolloc arrow. Right. So, again, it might not have been dipped yeah, in or dipped, dipped in or poison, poison or whatever. Or whatever. But... Which would be stupid. I would yeah. definitely try to kill you with right. poison. If I had something, I could dip my stuff in and... Exactly. 
Yeah. Or, or you could I could have princess brided it and like actually built an immunity so you can trade right. the cups back and forth and <laughs> But I know that you know that I know that, I know. that you would put that the cup in front know. of me. So this is my and then wait a minute. I, why am I stabbing myself with an arrow? This doesn't even make sense anymore. <laughs> uh, I was going so to say crazy theory. You could write it in pencil, but maybe these attacks are, you know, obviously they don't care about killing the Edmonds fielder, but maybe the intent was not to kill Perrin, but still they're trying to push him in a certain direction or guide him or control him, whatever. So I don't know that Trollocs would have the ability to, think that's smart or have that sort of strategy fades but, would. but fades, fades would. would so like maybe didn't they didn't actually this want group. yeah maybe fades didn't want to actually kill Perrin. yeah somehow they're trying to play head games hmm. with him and i don't know maybe maybe trying to capture him maybe i don't know we've, we've yeah because we've heard that i mean in, in the in book one i mean their goal was to ca- they had catch poles they were trying to capture him not kill him true so maybe they're still trying to capture but yeah We'll see. Um, anything else from these chapters or anything that we missed? He said that, that thoroughly like we've talked about more than one. Oh, this chapter. <laughs> <laughs> so Fayo's alive, though, and didn't get eaten. Yeah, that's good. So it's Good news. The Mergel can lie. The Mergel was just fucking with him? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. It didn't work out for him, yeah. though. I don't know. I don't know what he, again, I don't know what that merger was thinking. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it probably wasn't a good strategy on his part. Um, no. no, not at all. So, um, you guys ready to move to the next chapter? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's go ahead and keep going. Uh, chapter 41 Among the Tuafahan. Among us. Tuafahan. You have to swallow it. Tuafahan. Tuafahan. It's a guttural sound in the back of your throat. Yeah. And our symbol is the trifold leaf, little vine thingy. Like, yeah. What did Cinderella? The li- what did Cinderella say when she got to the ball? So many places. <laughs> Uh, I so, some judges. Yeah. The, 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 the judgment on the cheetah face right now is so real. <laughs> he, he stays so neutral. We crack jokes and he's just like, okay, sure. You're so immature. This is why he said I work with children and I feel like I'm with them right now. Yeah. Well, I have to Pretty wear much. this because I can't get, let my expression give it away every time you get something right. Yeah. Or no, it's perfect. Hideously it wrong. I'm used to looking at the guest, especially when it's tree. Like, I'll make a guess, and then I'll, I'll look and be like, let's see if they have a tail. <laughs> but you have no tails. There's nothing. You, you have a tail. Yeah. Tree, you've been challenged. No Can you beat us? Can you get rid of your tail? Yeah, well, it probably will come off at the break, yeah. so then you'll get everything in Chapter 3. <laughs> hey, there we go. There you go. Awesome. There you go. So, um, yeah, so... We, t- we pick off right where we left off, uh, where parents heading into the camp, and it's the Tinker Camp, and decide to spend the night there. Uh, the Ayil decide that no, nope, no, nope, we we ain't going. Cole's like, I'll we, go somewhere else. Like, I don't, I don't even need to go there. And, and we learned this from the Crystal Columns how they feel about Tinkers, but at the same time, like, it's their own fault. Man, you guys are messed up. 
They can't really feel threatened by him. So, like, no. um, I don't like the fact that there isn't at least a, a curiosity among these Aiel to it's a learn about um, this group of people, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I've just always had that in me. Like, even, you know, I was raised a certain way, and um, not that my parents were, like, wildly racist or anything. Uh, my mom's certainly not. But, like... Just generational stuff and sayings or whatever that they would say and that they were taught when they were kids. Right. And, you know, it's it slowly gets better generation to generation. But anyways, even though, like, I would hear some things, I'd be like, well, I, I'd rather form my own opinion. Mm-hmm. So to do yeah, that, my, I need to meet them and talk to them. Yeah, my grand, my, my parents, no. My grandparents, different story. Um, yeah, sure. But my unfortunately there's bigotry and stupid reasons to dislike people everywhere but I, I guess i never take other people's word for it i'm not like well i have to hate this group because whatever yeah. reason because i was told I'm like well when i get a chance yeah. i'm gonna go talk to these people but there's none of that mm-hmm. for these i they're just like uh, yeah. nope we're going this way screw y'all yeah i mean you get that in a lot of places especially and a lot of it has to do with ignorance i mean especially if you never talked to groups of people before i mean i know um, I'll give a, a really good example. Um, there is at least somewhat around 9-11, uh, 20 years ago, and shortly thereafter, a very Islamic phobia thing that started in America, um, especially since we're at war with Iraq and... and Huge. And, You're sugarcoating and, it. It was, it was bad, actually, for a while. It was bad. Yeah. It was really bad. And when I, when I sailed overseas, I went to Indonesia and Malaysia, and those are Muslim countries, and... Um, Definitely, they had the impression that all Americans hated them, and getting to know those people, like awesome people, um, and it's th- th- there's lots of stereotypes that Americans have, and there's lots of stereotypes they have about Americans too. Um, very, very it goes both ways. Um, yeah, very. I, I met a Pakistani in Singapore that was, yeah, um, very anti-American, and we actually had a long talk over KFC. Actually, of all things. <laughs> <laughs> Bringing people together. <laughs> That's bringing people together. Uh, that story's uh, finger looking oh, good. Fried there, right? chicken. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and, and it was great. Um, we actually ended up coming to, I mean, he never had actually ever, ever met an American. Uh, and at, when I finally told him I wasn't American, he didn't believe me because we had been talking for a few hours at that point. And he's like, no, no, you're, you're, you know, you're fucking with me. Blah, blah, blah. You're you, not you, really You'd American. be a total like, a-hole if you're an American. Yeah, if you're American, you'd be a horrible person. I was like. No, <laughs> but inherently. So that being said, I'm hoping, yeah, I'm hoping somewhere along this journey, there's a there's some reason for them to, you know, bridge that gap, and finally someone sits down around a fire and just starts a conversation. And then they find out that they have the song the whole time. Wouldn't that be? Yeah. Oh, wouldn't yeah. that be crazy? The Aiel that we know are the ones that happen to have the song. They just didn't know they had it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. "Sandstorm" by Darud. That's the song. Um, or is it? Is it uh, never gonna give you up? That's the that's the soldier's creed. Yeah. If, if you read through the the U.S. Um, Army's soldier's creed, read through it and then think about uh, getting rickrolled. It's literally the yeah. same thing. It, never gonna give thing. you up. Never gonna let you down. Never let you down. I will never leave a fallen comrade. <laughs> not gonna desert you how about that yeah there you go so yeah um so you'll go their own separate ways um and parent n- notices that he knows these people he's like hey 
We've met before. I know you. And he knows the secret <laughs> handshake. Yeah, he does. Mm. I, I hope in the show, instead of him a- actually doing like the correct response and everything, I hope he walks up to him and starts to dap him up and then pat the shoulder yeah. and then the <laughs> thumb lock and then the twist and then they clap ankles and turn around and yeah. like smack hands and like, oh, mm-hmm. like the super secret, <laughs> handshake. super secret handshake. And that's when the IE will roll their eyes and they're like, oh my gosh, I'm out of here. <laughs> I love yeah. it. He's like. Doom, doom, doom. What chance of all the tinkers in the world? What chance it should be folk I know? Coincidence made him uneasy. When the pattern produces coincidence, the will seems to be forcing events. I'm beginning to sound like a bloody Aes Sedai. There's literally only one group of tinkers we know. Right. For all we know, this might be the last group left. Yeah. But yeah. I, so I will say, like, this sounds like the old parent, the one that's thinking yeah. like three steps ahead, who's, you know, staying on his P's and Q's, the one that we met that we thought was a block, and then we find out that he's not, and then he becomes a brick, <laughs> and now he's kind of not. He seems to he go back and forth. Yeah, he does. he does. So Rain's wife, Isla, comes out and she's like, and greets him and says, Hey, Wait, boo. are you with Elias? <laughs> Is Elias with you? And this is when I throw the book. Yep. <laughs> because Perrin was also, I okay, he's like, I don't believe a coincidence is. You know, I see these people. I've seen them before. I know these people. But I, I think Perrin was also more interested in running to Elias than this group of people. Yeah. So. Yep. Every, it makes me wonder was disappointed here. <laughs> if yeah, Jordan will wants. ever bring Elias back. I think Jordan's like messing with us. Like sneaks yeah. the the one in just every now and then just to make us excited. And then he's like, nope. It's like, I gave you a little bit and I'm taking it back. You'll show up on the last page the of fine, the scene saying, hey, what did I miss? Giggity. Yeah, the, the, fi- the right. final book, uh, the last page. Yeah. <laughs> Let's show back up like, hey guys, I'm still here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, all things so, are possible here. Elias could have been taken out by Slayer. I mean, do we have anything that says we know he's alive now? Or or maybe he's been injured and not quite dead yet. I, I mean, I don't know. All sorts yep. of things could happen. Maybe. I don't want to think about that. Yeah. So after this whole entire Eliza counter, um, yeah, Perrin um, notices a lot of his men are hurt. Um, and, of course, he has wounds himself. So they try to get them to tend to the wounds. Uh, they agree to do what they can, but, you know, they're not the best at this. Um, but, you yeah, know, they try. Um, they and Perrin, yep. They got some, some herbs and mashes, and you chew up yeah, this yeah, weed yeah. and spit in the wound. And a lot of times that, that old-fashioned stuff actually works pretty good. So. Mm-hmm. But they don't have the skills for the arrow. Yeah. yeah. And and as as he's as everyone's getting healed, Perrin gets helped off this horse by Ivan Ivan because he's obviously injured. And at this point, he talks to Rain and he's like, "Hey, you guys probably should move to Evansfield too. We're gathering people there. It'd be safer. There's lots of Trollocs around here. We've been hunting them." And he's like, "Yeah, no people. It's kind of not our thing. Uh, we'll, we'll be good." Like, yeah. <laughs> I was actually a little surprised that Perrin even suggested that. Like, I I, I think. Um, the Tinkers understood the threat that was out there even the last time they ran into him. And from what parents should know about him, like, that was going to be a hard no. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yep. Yeah. I guess he Any was, th- he other was, thoughts? He was trying to Tavirin yep. them in. 
How come he yeah, was? Yeah, he was. So here's the thing: How come he was so easily able to to veer in all the farmers that were like, "Hell no, I ain't abandoning my farm. Naga, my family been on the farm, 16 generations farming this farm." And parents like, "But you should go to Edmonds Field." And they go, "Well, no, I mean, you know, you say it like that, and babe, what you think? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, yeah, let's go to the let's go to Edmonds Field." And they all just change their mind and go. Yeah. Like little to no effort. But these guys are like not even. Again, I have to jump forward a little bit because eventually when they're going to leave, he makes the offer again. And this guy's like, all right, yeah, Perrin, watch this. Hey, everybody, raise your hand if you want to go to Edmonds Field. And they all, not only do they not raise their hand, but they look at him like, why, why would you no. even ask that? <laughs> Let's, <laughs> you might lose your job as our leader because you asked that question. That's a horrible question. So you would mm-hmm. think Perrin would have been a little bit smarter about that. But anyways, his, yeah. his, his Tavirinness did not work on them at all. Well, yeah. maybe the pattern has other. Yeah. What, what a cheap plot <laughs> you weave with that mm. BS. This doesn't make sense. All the re- people that have read the series ten times giggle. They're like, "Wait till book twelve. He'll finally get it." <laughs> 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 that's just the me. This so is yeah. Right. So that's why I'm worried. <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. Sure. Um, so yeah, they go, uh, he goes to Rain's, I guess, wagon and Isla goes to look at his wounds. And while they're doing that, Ivan, Ivan comes in as well and starts to discuss the battle and Perrin feels all down that he failed. And Ivan's trying to like give him some good old coaching or, you know, uh, talk him up like, Hey, it could have happened to anybody, man. This is not your fault. Um, you know, what happened, happened. Any commander could have been ambushed like that. Don't beat yourself up. Um, and Isla looks at the, the arrow um, says, yep, I can't remove it. Uh, arrow's barbed. and uh, But, yeah. yeah well, Stay here. And then... It was like, I'll try. And I mean, if you know somebody else better suited to take this out, you should probably do that. But if there's nobody else, yeah. I could try? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe? That's a moment where it's like, you know, I could deliver this baby, but it's my first time. I'm not a doctor. We're on an elevator. Do you really want to do this? It's like, ah. Yeah. I think it'll hold out a little bit longer. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I've been watching the yeah. nanny guys. Sorry. She, she gives him some tea though for the pain, which you know helps. Uh, I guess maybe Not some of that CBD tea. Right? Yes. Yeah. Some of that wacky well, tobacco tea. Yeah. 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 It's true. Well, that's why they're down exactly by the two rivers. Was. They're reloading uh, on that two mm-hmm. rivers wacky tobacco. Uh-huh. Like this makes the mm-hmm. best tea. Exactly. <laughs> So, any thoughts about this whole? Um, what do you think is going to happen? I mean, obviously, we we read to the next chapter, but at this point, thoughts about the arrow and parents, parents certainly no Arthur Harkwing. He surely is not Arthur Harkwing at all. It would never have happened that way, mm. or maybe it would have. I think Parent really gets down on himself. He's really getting in his own head. I mean, <clears throat> he went in with genuinely good intentions, though they were ill-focused and ill-driven and though men have died that was a decision that they made because he did give them the opportunity to leave and um at the end of the day there's nothing he could have done about it yeah and Fayil comes to console him as well and Fayil starts talking about his dad says my father always told me a general can't mourn the dead and care for the living at the same time exactly Uh, i think that's uh, that was the quote. That was the direct um, quote. It was, it was a good. So, quote. what do you think about Fayil now? Fayil talking about her father now in this this light, this advice from her her father. 
Are we just jumping forward to who Fail is? Because Chris and I, <laughs> we knew it. I want to know, is there anybody that read this and went, oh my gosh, I'm so surprised at what Fail just told us. Because like, they, they haven't been reading the same books we have. Yeah. I mean, I think it was obvious yeah. almost from day one that Fail came from somebody. From some yeah, people. One of the rarest yeah, of all the chapters. A chapter where people actually communicate. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. They just start opening it up. And then, well, screw it, Alan. You could throw your notes out the window. We're just going to go for this. Um, sure, go for it. So, yeah, obviously we find out who Fael is and who her father is and how she's like the cousin or niece of the queen or some relation, whatever. Cousin. Um, mm-hmm. And right, cousin. right when you're getting like, I'm assuming, Chris, your reaction was about the same. You're like, okay, makes sense, makes sense. Right, right, right. So, then, but before that, I had a, um, a stop you really quickly. All right, hit it. My favorite quote, because we haven't done this one in a while. Do you think Trollocs will go away because you decide your motives are not pure enough? The heat in her voice made him raise his head, but she pushed it back down to the pillow. Are they any less vile? Do you need a pure reason to fight them than what they are? Anything my father says, or another thing my father says, the worst sins a general could make, could commit. Worse than blundering, worse than losing, worse than anything, is to desert the men who depend on him. That was the one where I was like, finally, we're going to get the truth. Like, that right there, I didn't have to read any further. I knew finally, he was going to be like, I'm about to die in my own mind here. I've already killed a bunch of people. Why does your father's opinion really matter? Like, he's Mm -hmm. just a traitor. Like, not a traitor, but a tradesman. The tradesmen, yeah. Yes. I think that's what's nice, and to, to Pytho's point, like the communication here, I've had so many questions about this relationship between Perrin and Fael, and there's so many unhealthy things that I've seen go on. Um, but Perrin in a super sense, tough yeah. spot. He needs more than just a little bit of encouragement from Fael. Fael realizes that the encouragement needs to come from a, a position of, of authority, I guess, is the best way to put it. So, like, okay, Dive I'm run. not just reassuring you and telling you these things because I like you. Um, I'm telling House you these things. Sheer. It comes from experience, not just Lord mine, but from my father's, who actually is somebody Tear. and does have to Stone. lead people and knows a little bit about what you're going through. Of and order. so she opens up to it as an, and is honest. And, and what's great is he just turns around and Marsh General. Shortly thereafter, he's super honest with her. He's like, oh, yeah? Well, I'm part wolf. What? <laughs> like he just realizes well, it's time to... We, the way he gets to that, we have to go back a little bit, because Aram comes in um, and asks about Egwene, and he's uh. just like... He, he makes a comment or whatever about her. Uh, she's trying to be an Aes Sedai now, and he makes a comment about falling on ice and running with the wolves, and that's when Fael's like, what? Wolves? What? what? <laughs> this wolf thing keeps coming up, and I need to know. Yeah, that's what the attitude was. I need yeah. to know, right now. And he's like, "Well, uh, shit, I just scolded her, so I kind of put myself in an odd spot. Let me get on top of this as quickly as I can. It's not that I haven't been honest with you; it's that you've never really asked. So I'm technically not in the same spot you are. But but how I'm how great is this? Like. This is a very this it's a big moment of vulnerability for Perrin, right? This secret that he's been trying to keep from just about everybody. He's probably terrified, like, all right, once I tell her, she's never gonna talk to me. Uh, but well, all right, uh, Fael, I'm kinda like 
kind of like a wolf sometimes. Most She's of the like, time, I like a savage wolf. man. Savage. And she and she goes, she goes, a wolf, huh? Wow, giggity. <laughs> I like that. And then he's like, what would your parents <laughs> think? And she's like, I might have to fight my mother to keep her off of you. <laughs> you take that axe. And Wolf, you really huh? think he's ever going to meet her parents? And chop it down. I think so. So I'm interested by the comment that she, she says uh, from her dad that like, uh, I've, I've set my book down. but The like, blood has gotten soft. The blood has gotten soft. So... I still think there's more that Fayil might be there holding back. There are pills back. for that. Well, there, yeah, there's a little, <laughs> there's a little bit for that. But, okay, so she doesn't freak out. She's not surprised by something that the average person would probably be like, what the fuck? Are you serious? So either she already knows that these, like, Wolf Brother people exist, or her family has a secret themselves. Maybe they're not wolves, but they have some other type animal that they Birds. commune with whatever right possibly um so it's just not surprising to her in her mind she's like oh, i've never heard of the wolf thing that's cool but you know my family we are osprey so i guess that's cool and <laughs> dad was always saying we're more like canaries now so maybe it's you know maybe we liven up the blood with a little little wolf action here <laughs> so we're gonna have osprey wolf that's that's my prediction osprey, osprey wolf. wolf hybrid yeah. children like so wolf and dragon paranormal romance novel <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> um, I'm already writing the spinoff series. So, what do you guys? So, what do you guys' opinion of Aram coming back into the scene? Good old Aram, who danced with Egwene all night long, and I feel like Aram's going to be that one that gets the rest of his friends killed. Mm. Okay. No, I think Aram leaves the the Tinkers. He just doesn't yeah. seem to vibe with them. I think he becomes like a dark friend Tinker. I don't want to knock him like that. I think he's like the like kid him. that grows up in the Amish community. He's like, fuck it. I want to play PlayStation. So <laughs> I'm leaving. He uh, wants he's to play leave, some, leave the Tinker? Uh, yeah. He thinks he'll leave the Tinkers? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't think he could truly follow the way of the leaf. There, there's, I think he wants to yeah. discover whether or not Egwene's really becoming a uh, Sedai or not. Any predictions on how he leaves, if he does? I think he ends up... Uh, he seems like the type, like, if there's an attack, I feel like he might just say fuck it and pick up something and use it as a weapon. And he, and mm. then he, like, gets exiled or something like that. I don't know. I, I don't think in a, a negative Gwaine's sense. I, I think you're Warder. not my son anymore. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just kind of like what we what we heard before in the... Well, not... What, I not think some shit goes down and he's like, past, whatever it was. I know where your parent is. Let me lead you to him. I mean, these tinkers about to get set up. <laughs> yeah, or maybe we get news that Egwene's in trouble, and he's not he, going he's, he's and he's around when the news is shared, and people are like, "I'm gonna go save her," and then he's like, "I'm gonna come too, bro." I'll buy you a nice juicy burger if that happens. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I know we got all this about Fayil too. So, what do you think about her motives to go hunt the horn and? You know, she didn't want to be a noble woman anymore. It's too confining. Feminism is a in my thing. Life. What do you say? So feminism is a thing. It is. And yeah, then 100%. wanting to escape responsibility is definitely, you know, especially when you're that young, you don't want all of that pressure. You don't want all of that responsibility. And when you have mm -hmm. your own ideology behind who and what you should be, the easiest thing to do is to run away when your dad's not looking. Nobody puts baby yep. in a corner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah 
Uh, and Perrin's also nervous about all this. He's like, you know, what are you doing with the blacksmith then? Like, if you're some queen's She's cousin, like, you know how what? to handle your ex so well. Yeah. <laughs> so it comes down to, <laughs> I can take care of the rest. You just keep working mm-hmm. that ex. Mm-hmm. And she, she tells him that she'll convince her parents to like him too. She's like, yeah, don't worry about my parents. I got them. I mean, we're good. Which, yeah. I, be I've been right told. Th- until her dad puts them in the uh, lie detector. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've been told that before and then met uh, my, my girlfriend's parents and they did not accept me at all. Um, <laughs> the lies. <laughs> He's bad. Yeah. I'm going to just not comment on that. <laughs> not, not about you and you're, I'm just not going to. This is where I don't share my personal experiences. I have learned. I have learned, though, um, it is very important to when you're meeting a significant other, you need to get to know their family and where they came from. Mm-hmm. You you need to do your research. And yeah. I'm going to just leave it at that. Yeah, my first uh, my first real girlfriend in high school, her parents uh, forbade her from seeing me anymore. That's how we broke up because um, we tried to sneak around for a while, but then it just was really tough in high school to do that. Um, but, yeah. That's because I hung out with Ian. And it was a bad influence on me. <laughs> and uh... <laughs> it sounds like he's saying that to to like you know make jokes and poke fun at me, but that's probably a hundred percent true. <laughs> I just, that is not a lie. Um, I did not have that experience. That was my first for nine and a half years. We say I think it actually. I think what it was was actually. I think we went over to Ian's house one time and we got drunk over there because uh, this was in high school. And I took her home, and her parents were waiting up for her. And she came home plastered, and um, her parents are like, "Nope, you're not seeing him anymore." <laughs> yeah, that's always the best way to take him home. And then when they called my parents, my mom was like, "Yeah, but did she die?" Fuck, <laughs> <laughs> you calling me for? <laughs> Sounds like they had a good time. <laughs> uh, maybe next time I'll join them. <laughs> you're right. I think actually it was funny because her mom actually ended up calling me and said, the only way you can see my daughter again is if you tell your mother that you got my daughter drunk and have her write a letter to me. Confer- I was like, no. <laughs> uh, what? Lady. Who are you? Let your child grow up. Not. This is really yeah. weird. <laughs> this is really strange and it's not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> if this is true love, he'll get the letter written. There are plenty of fish in the sea and I know how to yeah. fish. She gets, a, she gets a letter in the mail written in crayon and Alan's chicken scratch handwriting. <laughs> it's like, oh, this Alan is going to be a doctor. You can marry okay. him. I love okay. them despite their faults. Yes, they should still date. P.S. Serve them beer at your house. <laughs> love Alan's mom. <laughs> How'd you know? <laughs> How'd you know? Oh, Lord. That would be hilarious, uh, though. Actually, I did try to forge a uh, sing- uh, note. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't crown, but I did. I, I, I did a crown, but I did try to uh, uh, write a note, and <laughs> that's perfect. I didn't end up giving it to. I didn't end up taking it to her mom because I just like you know what, this is not worth it. Um, it moved on. <laughs> that mac and cheese in the pot won't that great. Uh huh. Uh, uh, anyway, Pi- what was the name of the book? That's the first reaction I got from Pythos. He didn't smile. He just shook his head. No, he went. 
<laughs> no. He's like middle no. schoolers. <laughs> like Alan, Alan, edit that out, please. Please, please. <laughs> uh, yeah, so while she's talking, she convinces Perrin to drink the tea, and, t- and Perrin falls asleep immediately, and that's how we end this chapter. It's him going, going night-night. She drugs yeah, him. So. Can we she talk about him. like? Uh, was like, got good to do little putting in the jello and the pudding snacks. You know, rape culture. You know, like this is just, <laughs> this this shit right here. I put the book down after that too. I was like, now here we are with rape culture being a really big issue. And what does she do? She forces the drugs down his throat. No so means you can't no. Do about it. Yeah. Consent is important. It is. Yeah. I'm gonna try and keep that as a running theme. Like, well, not just as we comment on these books, but just in life. Mm-hmm. I agree. I throw that line out to my five-year-old on stuff. Like, consent is important. Yeah. Did you have your brother's permission to do that? Did you have your sister's permission to do it? You just, you just did it. I'm like, the minute you put that Consent's ring on your finger, bro. you consented to all of this. You can't, you can't touch somebody else's liberties without consent. Yeah. I mean, is. I've done the, the opposite. Not drugging someone without their knowledge, but giving someone not drugs when they think they're taking drugs. Oh, that bag of oregano <laughs> that we made 20 bucks on? Fill the gas tank. <laughs> <laughs> there's a cookies. guy in college there's a guy in college is like hey have you ever had acid I thought you before? said there's a like, gynecologist I was like no. wait uh, guy you're, going, college, you're going to a gynecologist uh, to get drugs bro how did you hey, they, they, they can write scripts man <laughs> they can get into the country a lot easier sir I don't think you want to make an appointment at our office be like oh no I want an appointment with this doctor Yes, just I know where I'm at don't judge me we give a guy in college, we gave a guy a Jolly Rancher and told him that, you know, <laughs> he was just an annoying kid that comes in a bucket house. We're like, here's a Jolly Rancher. It's drugs, dude. He's like, okay. No. Do you remember we were coming back from somewhere and uh, uh, Dave was there and I was drunk and I was like, I want to try shrooms. And he starts handing me stuff. He's like, I brought some with me. Here, try these. And I'm like, nothing's happening. So he keeps feeding me more. Turns out he was just pulling foam. <laughs> Out of the chair we were sitting in and handed me chunks of foam, and I ate like 20 pieces of foam going, it's not, it's not working, I'm not feeling it. He's like, well, some people you have to take a lot. I mean, you might have a resistance built up. And, you know, and I'm, I'm like, give me some more chunks, Alan. The next day I look at it, and there's like a like softball-sized chunk of foam missing. He's like, you ate all of that thinking you're having shrooms. <laughs> My dealer was an army surgeon. Oh yeah, that sounds about right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah sounds, sounds right. Yeah, I was, uh, I was actually a boy scout. Yes. Uh, there you go. I didn't get up to any of the stuff you guys did, but I was uh, staff at the National Boy Scout Jamboree, which is at Fort AP Hill. Yeah. Or at least was mm-hmm. back then. This is in the nineties, mm-hmm. and I got a migraine. A couple days before camp was supposed to be open. And because we were on uh, the Army base, all of the med tents were staffed by Army medics. And so I went to him and he gave me two pills and said, if I'm still feeling bad in the morning, come back for some more. He gave me two Vicodin and I took them without eating anything. (laughs) Oh, boy. That'll do it. That'll do it. Um, Apparently, I I do not remember any of the next six hours. But apparently right. after that, I passed out and they couldn't wake me for 24. Shit. That also sounds right. Yeah. And it went about how old were you? So, uh, so, I so was ch- 19 at the time. Yeah, oh yeah. Okay. Take two of these and call me in the morning. 
<laughs> so ch- chat's really, really interested now. So after eating all this foam, what did the poop look like the next day? It was... <laughs> Let me tell you. So that was an immediate fear. That's the only reason I was mad at him. It's not because I ate foam. I was like, how is this going to turn out? Right? Like, <laughs> is uh, it going to turn out? <laughs> I So I think it actually cleaned me out really good because I drank a ton of water to kind of help work it down. And it, I don't, it just, you know. I mean, uh, eventually a day later, it was it was there, <laughs> um, and I felt rather clean. Some good scraping, uh, uh, scrub, scrub, good scrub, man. Scrub. Some scrubbing bubbles, uh, yeah. some colon blow. You yeah. know, extra strength. Uh. <laughs> was it was it beef hong that uh, that had the colon blow uh, that he was? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> This is great. He went on for like an hour. He went on for like an hour long rant about some stuff he took or whatever. He's like, he's like, you know that stick that's been sitting in your colon for like thirty years? Like, it works it out. Like, like, what? uh, What's wrong with your colon, man? Like, I don't, I don't have the same problems with you. Like, and what kind of leathery steak uh, are you eating that it parks yeah, itself in your intestines for thirty years? years. Uh, <laughs> There's a little steak inside there. I'm not leaving. Uh, like arms crossed. Uh, I'm not coming in yeah. here. Not, 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 not doing it. So yeah, so that's how we end this chapter of uh, of, of parent going night night. So um, any final thoughts about all this? I mean, obviously we finally get the big reveal that everybody already knew that Fayil was a noble woman. Big surprise. Um, big surprise. Um, Aaron, Aram is still punk. Um, Little punk bitch. Big surprise. Um, and the and the tinkers still don't believe that they're in any any danger. Do they though? They know they're I mean, in I think danger. they know they're in danger. But they still like, they start willing to fight. What's yeah. going They're still willing to fight. You know, we just like our lives. We like to just kind of meander. Nobody's gonna really mess with us. We'll go hide in the woods. They do a really good job of it. They're still alive. So, mm-hmm. yeah. You got you got gel. You got gel in the pudding. The snacks. The gel. Uh, the pudding. Yep. Yep. Files messed up. Yeah, I agree. Yep. So, any final thoughts? Anything? No. All right. Anything from you, Pythos? Not right now. Okay, cool. All right, moving on to chapter 42, A Missing Leaf. And we got the wolf. The wolf. As an icon. And we start right up with Perrin in the Tinker Camp, and he knows right away. He's like, yep, this is the dream. I'm in the wolf dream. And we're going to have fun with it, because now I know what to do. Kind of, sort of. Not really, but I'm going to act like I do. And we're going to make shit go crazy. So he goes ahead and sprints all his way all over two rivers. So let's start there. (laughs) Let's start here. So it doesn't happen anymore because I rarely sleep long enough to actually dream. Um, But I do remember back in the day when I did, um, every now and then, you, you, you knew something happened where it clicked and you knew you were dreaming. But then once you realized you were dreaming, like I, at least for me, I only had a short amount of time to act on it. Because it's like once I realized I was dreaming, I would wake up very shortly thereafter. But I've been in dreams where I knew I was dreaming. I was like, shit, I'm dreaming. I could, I dreaming. could jump over a building. I can fly. <laughs> and like I, had in my, I would have these tests. I'd be like, okay, I know I can only jump this high. If I could jump higher than that, all of a sudden I know I'm dreaming. And then I jump and I'm like clearing a fucking tree. And I'm like, well, this is a dream. And then you get to go ham on it because, you know, mm-hmm. if you can control it, it could be very yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. If I've yeah. ever had like, any lucid dreams, dreams I do not remember it at all. 
Oh, oh I do. I used I've to. I've had out-of-body experiences. That's always fun. That's actually yeah, freaky. those are scary. Yeah, I was going to say that. Those are scary as shit. Yeah. Um, yeah, I had one. I guess it was in college. Like, I woke up. I, at least I thought I woke up. Went to my dresser to start getting, like, stuff ready to take a shower. And I looked back in the bed, and my body's still inside the bed. I'm like... Shit. <laughs> Cocaine's a hell of a dead. drug. <laughs> <laughs> it's that or the moment. From the outside. Uh, that was weird. Um, or the moment dream. where you like wake up, but nothing moves. Oh, yeah. Uh, incubus attacks? Yeah, the incubus, incubus attacks. attacks. Like your body's smothered. Yes. And when you can't yeah. breathe and the adrenaline's yeah. pumping, but you can't do anything with it. It's yes. like borderline heart attack status. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Dreams are dreams are weird, man. Yeah. I don't have dreams that much. But that's what if dreams are real me. and this is the dream? I was just about to yeah. say. Yeah. What if when we <laughs> think we're dreaming, that's when we're in the. Hmm. There is a new Matrix coming out, by the way. Did you ever get there paranoid in high school when you like you had to take a leak, so you went in the bathroom and you were peeing, and you were like, all right, what if I'm like crazy right now and I'm not actually in the bathroom peeing and I'm just whipping it out in the middle of the class? And peeing all over the place. What if mm. you ever yeah. freak out about that? Yeah, is that just me? Yeah, no. Yeah, I'm so, so, so parent, so parent <laughs> realizes he's dreaming, and instead of being like, "I could jump over buildings," like I could do, I could fly. He's like, "All right, let me let me do some investigative work." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, this isn't so his he goes first down the dip. Either, so. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, not his first time. He, he, he's and doing. he's uh, hold on, yeah. It, uh, Loyal finally moved in my new house. Loyal, you up? Yeah, no, come here. Well, you can say it from there. They can hear you. Let me turn the mic. We're talking about Perrin. What's his special power? Uh, um, <clears throat> well, I thought I thought you knew this. He's Taviran. Uh, hmm. <laughs> Thanks, Loyal. Taviran. All right. Well, he's not coming down the stairs. He's he's going back to bed. But yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, yeah, so he goes down the Devon Ride, which is south of Emmonsfield, uh, and finds mainly abandoned farms, um, you know, a few signs of habitation here and there. Uh, others, some have been burnt, you know, been attacked. Uh, and then Perrin decides that, you know, or then Perrin spots a group of ravens up in the mountains of mist. So he's like, yeah, that looks sus. So let's go check that out. You are correct. That happened. <laughs> This is one of those like chapters, I'm gonna be honest with you, where I'm excited for it to happen, but then I'm disappointed at the same time. We didn't get closure. No, none at all. So like you follow the ravens, great. It's like into the thick of it. And into and, and Alright, let's shorten up the chapter real quick. Oh. Perrin got introduced <laughs> to a character that we already knew exist. So all that happened is we the reader we now know that Perrin knows that he knows that Perrin knows that they both know <laughs> that each other is there, but we already fucking mm-hmm. knew that. So it's like Perrin right. meets Slayer, Slayer meet Perrin. Okay. Like that's that's the chapter. But but before before he sees Slayer, he does go to the Waygate and discover something very, very dis- discerning. Yeah, that's about the, the big info we get from the chapter. Yeah. Walking towards the way gate just the other day, baby. What do you, what do you think I saw? <laughs> One leaf. One, One little leaf. leaf. Said, hey, boy. So, hey, boy, do you want to close the way gate? Here's my question. You know how it is. How did the, the leaf get back from the other side? 
Adele. <laughs> Hello I from the other side. And I was really, really, really out of my mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love Hello from the other side. Yeah, so there's a that, like I assume that that was the one thing that got me. I was like, loyal, like definitely took care of that situation. He did, but now like it's open, which ago. means that there there are trollics pouring into the two rivers at this point. Pouring, pouring, and it kind of the way with all so the pudding snacks. We're we're skipping around, so you know we have our good old you know guy friend there who Slayer, if you want to call Slayer. him that Slayer, and he's like. Fuck yeah, Slayer! You're going to say it right, man. We get Perrin. Perrin, like, goes, and he's like, oh, oh, shit. How did... Is this happening in the real world? Is this... I think it's... And then out of nowhere, a big black thing. I mean, a black arrow comes his way. Meow. Yep. I see what you did there. One and a half giggities. You right kind of forced his, it, but, you know. Right to the backside. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now we're at two. That's a solid two giggities, two, bro. Two, yeah. Continue. Uh, yeah. But he dodges yeah, it. Sees the, yeah, dodges the arrows and uh, decides to go into do some crazy scouting where he, like, jumps all around and goes to different different vantage points. It's funny how hard um, it is for Egwene to master this realm. But then he's just like naturally just like, all right, I got this. Is this yeah. because he's a male and he's doing it? Or is it because he's Tavirin? Or because he's a wolf. Because <laughs> he's hungry. Hungry like a wolf. Is he hungry, so, though? He got to eat all of that vegetable stew porridge shake mm-hmm. liquefied. Yeah. I think he's hungry mm-hmm. like a wolf. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> we do know well, the, 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 it's the wolf dream. Yeah, the wolves hang out there. The wolves are really good at the at the dream world. So I think yeah, Perrin gets but... some of that from that. Even dead wolves are like, fuck it, chill in the dream world. Yeah, Hopper's there. He's like, dude, this is where we hang. Yeah, so. but he, his control of it's really, really, really good. So, But anyway, the arrow comes. He goes chasing after said arrow. And then he actually like looks like the, old, the Perrin of old. It's like... Mm-hmm. I'm screwing up again. I'm going the way the person wants me to go. Let me switch things up a little bit. And he actually catches the Slayer off guard. Mm-hmm. Off guard, he gets the motherfucking high ground, bro. Yeah. The high ground. He gets the drop on I him. have the high ground, Anakin. Don't do it. I have the high ground. And he hesitates. Because he ain't a killer. He ain't a killer. His name is Perrin. That's Perrin where he Golden Eyes. Came. His That's name isn't Slayer. Came. If his name was Slayer, he'd have been like, high ground, die. <laughs> That's why he initially came with the hammer and not the axe. Mm-hmm. His true nature still comes out in the beginning. Even though he asked for the axe this go around, he came back with the hammer and his apron. Mm-hmm. You know. He needs to He needs to realize what he's up against. Yeah. If you go and down it's... in the streets today, baby, yeah. you better... <laughs> You better open your eyes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's about uh, to go down. 
So, so I'm packing my too. bags for the Misty Mountain. Okay. So Whoa. Whoa. Over the hills where the spirits lie. Pythos is like, what did I get myself into? Literally, like, right? Into <laughs> in the Misty Mountains during this scene? They're doing it. That's why this is sponsored by Led Zeppelin. That'd be cool if we got Led Zeppelin to sponsor. Hey, Led Zeppelin, if you listen to us. <laughs> Come on by. That would be crazy if you actually get a response. <laughs> Robert Plant slides into my DMs tomorrow. <laughs> well, now Alan's lucid dreaming. He's like, <laughs> me and Robert Plant hung out. It was so cool. It was so cool. <laughs> It's like what we really were we talking about oh, earlier, Alan? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> anyway, so um, you know, he gets the high ground and then right away loses it. And then you're right, Slayer realizes this is a game of cat and mouse now, and Slayer's mm-hmm. just chatting away, just giving him all this information, feeding him. He's like, Hey, I see you saw I brought the leaf back. You wanna know how I mm-hmm. did it? Oh yeah, guess what? There's hundreds of thousands of Trollocs around here now. You know, mm-hmm. the dark matter got a lot to eat, but uh, mm-hmm. we let that many more out. So, And Slayer's got to know, if he doesn't know exactly who Perrin is, he has a sense of Perrin's capabilities because Slayer has just been walking around plunking wolves and has had a high success rate because all the wolves in this area are fucking dead. That's why I mean, Hopper's like, no, bro, no. Eyes are. But the fact that Perrin is able to navigate around, get some sort of advantage, has dodged his arrows. Slayer's like, okay, cool. Yeah, good for you. We don't know what color Slayer's eyes are. But we do know he looks like Malkirin? Yeah, Malkiri. Malkiri? And, and then he Perrin... doesn't have gold eyes. And then, too. okay, then foreshadowing, right? Perrin goes... But we can't be Malkir because Lan's the last one. Even though he looks yeah. exactly like Lan, but not Lan. He could be Lan's brother, mm-hmm. but he can't be Lan's last one. So, obviously, Lan's not the only one. Um, at the very least, there is okay. one that exists in the dreamscape. And mm-hmm. it could be Forsaken. It could be Bad Guy. It could be some sort of effed up twist on a relative of Lance. It could be Lance's dad, Lance's brother, Lance's cousin, something like that, that somehow got stuck here because some forsaken, like, I don't know, tapped him with his Harry Potter wand and effed him over. Mm-hmm. And maybe the okay. Slayer guy ends up being a good guy eventually when we break the curse. Because mm. I, 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 I can't think... So the, if he is Malkyrian, how do you say that? Malkyrian? Malkyrie, Malkyrie, like a hamburger. Um, mm-hmm. If he is Malkyrie, knowing what their mission was for so long, I find it hard to believe that unless they got invited to the Dark Friend Social and compelled to do shitty things, like I find it hard to believe mm-hmm. that any one of them would willingly choose this path. Agreed. So, okay. is it some sort of curse? Is it some sort of? Well, I don't know. I guess curse was yeah. the best word. I think that right. we can break, and then Slayer ends up being a, a, a good a good person? Maybe. But right now, you got to dodge his arrows. Is this gotta the first time um, there's actually a conversation with him that he's shown up so far? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that means there's more to come, right, Pythos? Oh, yeah, Pythos, <laughs> what do you think? 
describe Slayer and who he becomes. You think this is going to be you the You said one? the first time. Okay, so. I'll tell you who he's I mean, obviously Elvis. Oh. oh. I like it. Dude. I've been to Tupelo. Give away. Don't I got give a lot away of the secrets. <sighs> anyway, yeah, so Elvis is hanging out, yeah. doing his little hit motions, and, uh, and saying. That he got uh, from Forrest Gump, by the way. Give yep. credit where credit's yes, due. From, yes, yes. And Perrin's like, I'm in danger. I got to wake up. And he tries to. I'm in danger. Um, yeah. I'm in danger. So he tries to wake up uh, and steps out of the wolf dream and right into another dream with Fael. And you know, uh, you know why? You know why he couldn't wake up? Because he was drugged. They asked us to stay for tea and have some fun. Whoa. <laughs> she yeah. said that Slayer <laughs> was going to stop by. Yep, 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 yep. So, yeah, it goes into that dream just for a little brief bit before we wake up for real. So for real, for real, Pharrell. So I haven't Pharrell. met Pharrell, but I've, I've been, I've been to one of Pharrell's properties, yeah, in a party. As, as and Missy I. was there, but I didn't make contact with her. Oh, you but that was the night I met Michael Vick. Oh. Vick's cool, it's a good party. Yeah. yeah, I've met I've met uh, Michael once. And I've met Iverson twice. Um, they're all from our our. Our neck of the woods. Round here. Yeah. I got Rashid Wallace Round cutting here. in line at a movie theater and told him to get his ass to the back of the line. <laughs> I bumped into Paris he Hilton did. once. Actually, he literally, like, literally ran into Paris Hilton. Like, like, the, like her security stumbled. almost took you out. <laughs> yes. Like they got... I was in Vegas, and I was drunk walking out of a casino, and she was walking in, and literally, like, we, we stumbled bumped. into her. Yep. Yeah. I was. was a, I, I went to. Um, I took my older two to Pat's and Gino's. She turned around. And goes. That's hot. <laughs> she. She didn't. She rolled her eyes and she kept did, moving. She, she never. No. No. She didn't. She didn't at all. I took my older two to Pat's and Gino's in Philly because we were going to settle the debate which one's better. And they're both fantastic, by the way. And I forget which one it was. It was the second one we did. I think we did Pat's first. We we're going to Gino's second. And there was this guy like looking really sketchy with a hoodie on and like big sunglasses in front of us. And I'm like, man, this druggie's coming up here trying to get his fix on a Philly cheesesteak. And when he goes to order, it's fucking Ray Romano. And what when he starts to talk, you know who it is. So he starts to order, and everybody behind the counter is like, oh, my gosh. And they actually invite him inside and da-da-da-da. And I was like, well, I was just standing in line with Ray Romano for 30 minutes to get a Philly cheesesteak. And he didn't even mm-hmm. say hi. So yeah. messed up. But, yeah, no, he was a cool guy. I played blackjack t- a blackjack table uh, with uh, Michael Phelps one time uh, in Atlantic City. I was in Atlantic City, uh, and he was at the blackjack table with me. I didn't recognize him because it's out of con- – he wasn't in a Speedo, so – Yeah, I, unless you, you know. can see the washboard abs, <laughs> you don't really recognize him. Yeah, it was just like some dude like at the at the table with me, and and then I was like, he looks familiar though. And then it wasn't until actually he – someone else recognized him, and then people – and then he immediately got up and left because – he didn't want to be recognized. And I was like, oh, I was playing Bloodjack with Michael Phillips. That's kind of cool. Oh, oh yeah? I got you beat. This is the yeah, last one okay. up. This is the last one it. up. All right. All right. Just do one up. So I'm in the Udari Desert, Camp Buring, right? And I come out the defect, and I'm an E4, nobody, and I'm smoking a cigarette. And smoking a cigarette when it's 120 degrees outside, it just hits different. 
your whole body's on fire. Mm-hmm. And I'm done with it, and I flick that butt. And behind me, somebody goes, hey, hero, that looked like an ashtray to you. And I turn around, and I didn't look at who said it. I just turned around, and I said, this whole fucking place looks like a giant ashtray. And I turn around, and it was a command sergeant major. Not mine, but any of y'all been in the military, once you see that, CSM patch, you're like, well, I, I oh, done did fucked up. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I forget what his name actually was. I just know that I was giving a <laughs> kitty litter scooper, and I was told to clean up as many cigarette butts as I could for the next week, and uh-huh. I picked up mm. millions. I, I filled lawn and leaf bags, multiple lawn and leaf bags of cigarette butts in the next yeah. week and a half. It's like stomping on some big dude's his jacket. Think, and, thinking it's your uh, best friends, but it's not. Think it's your best, yeah. It's, it's your best the biggest jacket. bully in the high school. Yeah. <laughs> and then you turn around and make <laughs> eye contact with that bully. It's like the size of Chris. Um, yeah. um, he's like 6'5", 300 pounds, all muscle. And I'm sitting there tap dancing on his Adidas jacket, look over and... I thought it was Brian's, and I <laughs> yeah. Brian's wearing Brian's wearing his Adidas jacket. And I was like, so the, so you're still tap shit. dancing, but it slows down. You're like tap 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 tap. tap. Wait a oh, minute! I kidnapped Brian's from the airport and threw him in the back of the van, forced him to tell me the ending of Wheel of Time. Dude, oh, there you go. And he's seen Wait. all the notes, hasn't he? Yeah, that's I'm why you're not kidding about that either. I believe it. Wait, what? Oh, wow. repeat. Cheaters are fast, anyway. bro. He had no chance of getting away. Anyway, so he wakes up. Perrin wakes up. <laughs> Who's Perrin? What are we talking about? Perrin, yeah, what are we talking about? Perrin wakes up, uh, and he wants to go to the way gate to close it permanently. Uh, but the arrow is still there, so that's kind of kind of keeping him down. Um, and um, yeah, Fayil's still with him. Yeah, because the drugs. Like nope, nope. We're we're not doing that. If yeah, if yep, you can't play that. ball with me, I'll just drug you again. Mhm. Mhm. Thanks, Fayo. Yep. Thanks. So, and, and, and interestingly, Perry goes outside to talk to Ivan about it, and he's like, "Eh, so what?" Which that did throw me for a loop a little bit. I was like, "This was a warder. You don't care about the fact that there are hundreds of your enemy pouring through a gate that you could go close." Was it hundreds yourself. or thousands? Well, hundreds to thousands. Yeah. I don't know if there was an exaggeration in there. You know, we don't know enough about Slayer. Let's, know what? Let's let's what think about this for here. a second. Let's let's say he's is telling the truth, and there's thousands of Trollocs now coming into the into rivers. What are the chances of them getting out of this thing if there's thousands of Trollocs? Jesus, hold on, hold on. <laughs> hey, hey, yeah. Now, now I know I said you were done. I need you again. Oh, he's coming. He moves slow. It's a tight stairwell. Hey, are they going to survive? Now he says yes. Yeah, but, uh, okay. but why? Yeah. What? No, come here. They need to hear you say it. Um, <clears throat> can you can you hear me? Can you? So yeah, per- Perrin <laughs> is Taviran. <laughs> yeah, thanks, loyal. I know. I know. We miss you, loyal. It's been a few episodes. I know. Yeah, they just they don't get it. Alan keeps asking these dumb questions. That's a, okay. Yeah, he, he says stop with the dumb questions, Alan. Yeah. They're going to okay. survive. This is when, like, the hidden people in the mountains finally come to the aid. Mm, there you go. I'm not giving up He on said that yet. his friends yeah. would all stop by high. Sorry. Yeah, and, and Perrin goes to talk to the rest of the two members, men, too, and they're like, dude, you missed out, man. Like, the women here, they do this dance. He's like, yeah, I've seen the dance. I, I, 
I, I've, I've seen it. I've seen it. <laughs> Fahil's like, oh, have you? And did you like said mm-hmm. dance? Did you well, like you the dance? Yeah. So you huh? see my dance. So yeah. I want to see this dance. Mm. They saw drop it like it's hot, and then Fahil's like, yeah, but I know Eiffel Tower. And everybody goes, oh, shit. I know Eiffel Tower. Stop talking about it. That's some kinky shit. <laughs> and, if, and if you don't know, come to the Dark Friend Social, and you will learn Drop It Like It's Hot and the Eiffel Tower. Mm-hmm. And the Bend and the Snap. And, and the Bend and Snap. Right, yeah. Mm. That, that's kind of the, it's a version of Drop It Like It's Hot, but yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll even put on Pizza yeah. Maker. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my man. Pulling pull the big moves. I gotta get that together. Yeah. So we are having an event. Let me let, let, mid mid episode announcement next August. Yeah. So if you listen this far, this shit show, uh, you can hear <laughs> you get to hear all about an event coming up. Uh, not for a while. It's gonna be next August, twenty twenty two, first weekend of August. We are hosting um, the Dark Friend Social. It will be a live in person event. Um, Limited tickets. Tickets will go on sale at some point when I get my act together and create something for it. <laughs> so um, they'll be available to our patrons first, and it might get sold out there. So anyone listening to this now, if you're not a patron, you might want to become a patron because otherwise you might not even go. Considering the body so, count, we're allo- I mean the head count we're allowing, it, it's probably going to get bought out by patrons. Yeah. Yeah, it probably is. But yeah, it'll be fun. We're going to drink a lot and eat a lot. and Make s'mores. And bin yeah. snap a lot. It's gonna be fun. And make pizzas. <laughs> and make pizzas. And macaroni and cheese. So Yeah. And, and watch mm. and watch the T V show on repeat. If it's good, on repeat. Um for oh, like, who are we a whole kidding? We're gonna watch it on repeat whether it's good or not. You know. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah we are. Either either we're <laughs> accepting it or we're judging it, but it will be on. Yeah. It will be on. It'll be on the entire time. <laughs> so um back to the story um so after the whole dance thing um uh they get ready to leave Perrin tries to convince rain to move his people once more to evansfield we've already alluded to this and do the show of hands yep nope no nah, bro nah, no no not gonna happen it's even worse because yeah. he calls him he like puts the fear of Perrin and everybody Perrin wants yeah. you all to give up your way of life and go to the city no <laughs> nope that was what i saw yeah and so they head back for Evans Field, and the Aiel join them as soon as they leave. They're like, oh, yep, you leave the Tinkers. We are back with you. And first thing Perrin says is like, hey, did you play Maiden's Kiss? How was it? Did you do good? Did you do good? <laughs> five <laughs> out of five giggities. The answer is no. <laughs> and Gaul's like, shut up. And g- no, he doesn't just, just, just say shut up. He's like, girls are so messed up, and girls like do all like tricks in the Girly girls and if, 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 I don't like cooties. Got cute girls got cooties. Yeah, exactly. That's the vibe I got. He's got cooties. Can't trust him. Girls. Yeah, but I played. Yeah. I played. I played Manny's Kiss. Didn't even give me. Yeah, didn't even give me a safe word. Yeah. Can spear to the throat. It's messed up. Yep. 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 Um, Pythos. Yep. Which I which Aiel female or male or wait, let me. Yeah. Which I yield at this point would you play Maiden's Kiss with? I can't answer that. Oh, that's that's <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that's fair. Um, that's fair. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. So yeah, they get back to Well, I can't answer Evans that. Field, I just can't answer and... that you don't know the character yet. But <laughs> Oh uh, gotcha. Yeah, okay. he's he's hooked on where we're gonna run into. I like it. Yeah. Now I have help. Um Yeah. 
So they, they get back to Emmons Field, and they're amazed by all the changes that have happened. There's like a ton of people here. Um, I mean, the, the force has been cut down and pushed back to, for, for bow shot to make it easier to defend themselves. Um, they've even started, like, think what they started building catapults and stuff like that. I mean, it's like a full on, like, military operation going on. Um, so, what do you think about all this? Like, the, what, I mean, this is exciting for me. This is the yeah. only, uh, out of th the whole three chapters, this is the point where I was like, well, damn, I, I am proud of you. Like, the fact that you cleared out trees 500 feet so that you have longbow shot, the fact that you set up barricades. The fact that you use the trees that you cut down means you're being green. Thank Luke. Like, I Pooh. love it. Like the last time we had archers on the lookout, like people kind of just snuck by them. And now you have people that are like, you know, hoo -hoo and ski and you know, the calls are going across. If you don't know what that is, I'm sorry. Welcome to, to the culture. The, yeah. But anyway, you have like all these different calls being going out and you, you know, all of a sudden you see people that look like they know what they're doing. And the statement's and like, all, huh, guess the yeah, blood's not all gone after all. And they're all whispering, oh, look, it's Baron Golden Eyes. It's Baron. It's Baron. Oh, oh shit, it's Baron. Now and then, <laughs> and then jerky old man Sim Bowie trying to get in the, on the bandwagon. That's where the that's where Baron's biggest eye roll. I like that Baron's biggest eye roll and sigh came with Sim Bowie being like, look, a little boy, it's Baron. We're saved. And Baron's like, you know what? Bleep you, man. Bleep you. <laughs> yeah. you. You almost ruined all of this. And on top of it, on top of everything, is uh, there's a new banner uh, in the middle of the green with a red wolf's head wolf. flapping in the wind. Hmm. He who comes with the other dawn. <laughs> I'm for it. And then we have a little political conversation about... Queen ain't gonna like it. And then parent like, like people here don't even know we have a queen. And then I'm like, well, queens don't seem to care. And then blah, 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 blah. Like, just, okay, just put the banner up. And then when the queen finds out in four years, then we'll figure it out. Exactly. Yeah, and, exactly. Yeah, and then Fael's By like, then my boy well, eventually, eventually they're gonna want taxes. And if Perrin's the libertarian that I think he is, he's gonna be like, come on with your tax collectors. I got an axe and a hammer. Yeah, bring it. I took care of that. Yeah, but I mean, won't don't snap, don't like step on snaky. Her daughter, and then just be like, "Hey, those are my people. Just don't worry." Yeah, about what do you it. think? Of, what do you think about the Aes Sedai being behind it? Like, I mean, because they even asked in fairness, like, "Well, the group needed a symbol, so this is what we did." Um, and and parents like, "Okay," <laughs> and Fiel's like, "Yeah, the queen's not gonna like this." And of course, we already alluded to that. Um, so, what do you think about Varen being involved with all that? You know, it's in the mix. funny. I think Varen wants to uh, wants to put her spin on history, and wants to see things play out the way she feels they should. And if he's yep. got more power, and you know, he's kind of relying on her, then she's got more power. So, do you know who I? Yep. You know who I compare Varen with? Loyal. You said this. I feel like you shipped them before. Did I? Yeah, you said they're going to be a couple. Oh, they should be. <laughs> uh, th this is the problem with drinking during episodes. Like, I so there's two characters now. If they turn out to be evil or bad, or if they get killed or whatever, that I'd be pretty upset with. And it's Varen and Loyal. And if Varen somehow turns out to be Black Aja, I mean, anything's possible at this point, or somehow like a threat to our party. 
like that's gonna that's gonna catch me in the feels a little bit. I just I I get the vibe that she's she's a brown the way Jordan has mm-hmm. made me think about brown so far. She just normally she's reading from a book about all this stuff and she's just giddy that she's watching it unfold in front of her. Yeah, I don't see anything nefarious about it, but I mean, you know, yeah, got a lot of books, know, so I could be wrong. The proudest brown who ever brown. She's so browning. Yeah. She's browning the shit out of it. And she's like, oh my gosh, guys, like what's happening right now is super significant. And I'm not reading it in a book. I'm like watching it happen. Very happy. And then I feel like Loyal overhears it and goes, we should, we should write about this. And she goes, yes, we should write our own book. Yeah. <laughs> so she she reminds me actually of someone I used to work for. So I used to work for a tutoring agency, and the owner of the tutoring company was as brown as brown could be because that's what she did. But like, was the type that would go on so many tangents. I would go to work, and like, my job was to one tutor kids, but then two also do marketing for her and all those stuff. And I have a whole entire list of things I wanted to do during the day, and I'd show up and like start working, and like within five minutes she'd come in like, hey hey check this thing I found out online like. And pull something out like, we're going to talk about this for the next three hours. I'm going to pay you to sit here and listen to me talk about volcanoes for the next three hours. I'm like, I feel like I'm robbing you right now. She's thinking (laughs) volcanoes and it's worth the investment. You're thinking 15 an hour? Or, I could shut my mouth and pretend to stay awake. It <laughs> <laughs> like goes on and on about volcanoes <laughs> for like literally three hours. I'm like, you know you're paying me to sit here and listen to you talk about volcanoes. I mean, I'm not complaining, but... But I feel bad. Mm. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's that's who Varen reminds me of. And um, if you ever, if, if if we ever get the chance to meet her, um, any of you guys, you'd hundred percent. Yeah, it's Varen. Um, so uh, yeah, and then they uh, Varen looks at Perrin's wound, uh, says that's beyond my talent healing. Sins for Alana and Days Conger, the the new wisdom. Uh, to take care of the wound, and that's how we end this chapter. She's lucky she didn't kill Perrin, though, because <laughs> she's not a healer, but she still still she fingered it. And let me tell you something. Mm. Let me ask a question, okay? Pop quiz, Pythos. Who killed Abraham Lincoln? Probably the doctors. Dang it. Chris, who killed Abraham Lincoln? <laughs> well, you were... You were not supposed to say the doctors, Pythos, but you're right. The, the doctors <laughs> killed Lincoln. Uh, when the doctors got to Lincoln, well, he was still very much alive. The former nationally ranked trivia uh, player. <laughs> there you go. Hmm. So he, he, gets, he gets shot in the head, but he's still alive. But, I mean, obviously, like, in coma. He, he was probably going to die anyway, so let's be honest. But the doctor was like, eh, I got to do something. He, he pulled the tinker move. He was like, anybody else more experienced than me with retrieving bullets? from the head no no okay well then i'm gonna try we gotta try something and he stuck his finger in his head to try and retrieve the bullet and that's ultimately what actually killed him so yeah no. just so you know that was very interesting that's what yeah. that's what surgeons do my, bro- my brother's a surgeon he's been on <laughs> our podcast he, he, he's yeah. like that's what they do like it's like oh, oh well we lost another one <laughs> <laughs> so like okay in the day-to-day what your brother does they're not winging it they're going by science and tried and true, but in, in the emergency, true. in the emergency surgeries, sometimes you got to wing it a little bit. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, he, he's pretty, he has a pretty dark sense of humor. The amount of people have died, um, in surgery. Yeah. I mean, cause I mean, he did trauma surgery during, um, uh, one of, during, uh, residency. Oh yeah. Uh, a lot. And, 
a lot of people already they weren't dead, but they were dead. They were heading like, in that direction. That made sense. Like, yeah, they're they're they still have to try. Yeah, but yeah, but 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 yeah. but Varen here knowing <laughs> Varen knowing she's not a healer. What did she do? She fucking stuck her finger in it. She went, "Oh, this is neat. Oh, that's bad. Yeah. Oh, Bobble. Oh, got yeah. a little infection there, Bobble. There's one fantasy eh? character I would yeah. trust to do surgery on me, and he is not in this series. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. Start with a K. Yes. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I know exactly who you're talking about. <laughs> He's in Brandon Sanderson books. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> But, but Varen uh, yeah, so. was just curious about his wound, and she fingered it. She had no intention because she knew <laughs> she couldn't to heal it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and we find out. So it's the arrow. Was it between in the metacostal space between a rib, or was it embedded in a rib? Uh, I'd have to I open it back. In a rib, but I may be misremembering. I was thinking in a rib. So in a rib is very bad. Like a mm-hmm. a small fracture to a rib, okay, kind of bad. Breathing sucks. Sneezing sneezing sucks. But like, if it's open to the point where like marrow's exposed, I mean, that's one of the fastest ways to get some like horrible Sepsis. septic infection. Yeah, and just fall over and die. So mm-hmm. she's fingering, playing around with this, knowing she can't heal it. She's finger, finger, finger. Let me stick my finger mm-hmm. in Lincoln's head in the hole. Yeah. See what I can yep. find. Yep. Risky. Bad stuff. Yeah. Risky stuff. Anything we missed from these chapters? I mean, that's how we come to the end. So. No, I think we covered it pretty thoroughly. Okay. Do you, Chris? Cool. I feel like Alan tried to get us to talk about this third chapter, and and, oh, and no. I derailed no. every step I could. It was beautiful. Because I got little. To, I got. <laughs> I won't say I got nothing out of it, but like the major themes of this third chapter were. Quite literally, the only thought Short I had sweet. was, where did the leaf come from? Mm. That was it. Right. Yeah. Which we don't know. Yeah. Do you have any yeah. speculations? Like, well, I mean, my That's a, one thought was, was like, in the dream, did he like go all the way to where the leaves were left and bring one back to use it to open it? And then did that like do something in the physical world? Since we know what happens in the dream world can come through to the physical or is there somebody else that he's colluding with? Mm. And if so, who is he in collusion with? Is it Lanfear? Mm. You keep talking about wifey. I'm, just, I'm, I'm, I'm attacking Lanfear mm. tonight. She's just, I want her to come back. Yeah. You're going you're gonna to get you know, upset if we talk about Lanfear that way. No. <laughs> no, Lanfear is so Between. hot. She could be like this horrendous criminal. And I'd be like, that's my boo. <laughs> That's my boo. Could be. Between I just want to do hood Elias. rat shit with my hood rat girlfriend. <laughs> Between her and Elias, like we're, we're missing two very vital people right now. I need them both to come back. Yeah. And the end of this book is right around the corner. So, just around mm-hmm. the river bend. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, um, favorite characters. Pythos, what you got? Mm-hmm. Parent. <laughs> Yeah, Parent. Parent. is one of my favorite characters in the whole series. Well, you and Chris gonna get along. Yeah, I won't pick him this time just because of that. My my favorite character will be the single leaf. The single leaf. The single leaf. Mm. I that single leaf allowed thousands of Trolloc to come through and bring forth the Manethrin spirit 
Because there's about to be a big battle at the end of this book. Oh, That's speaking, a prediction. Speed of Leaves, my favorite character is Robert Plant. At least Ian's rendition. Dun, 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 dun. What do you what do you think I saw? <laughs> Alright, so Pythos, you hinted at this earlier. Braidoff in the beginning, first book, Trollocs come in, Lan, who's an experienced fighter, gets gets diced up as he's trying to defend a handful of Trollocs. And then we see what Trollocs do, and then we find a fade, and fades are effing our characters up. And then now here we are where all we have really is Perrin, and then a water steps in at the end. So Perrin and a water. And then a bunch of these Edmonds Fielder young bucks with bows. And Aiel. And a couple Aiel. And they're standing toe-to-toe and they're fighting. So I have to give credit where credit's due, and I give it to all the parents' people that were following them. I give it to all mm. the young Edmund Field- Fielder boys that were out there with their bows and their whatever the fuck else they took with them. I'm, I'm assuming maybe Pitch there's forks, some swords. Torches. And, torches, whatever. The ones that survived, the fact that they hung in there, he, they were fighting a losing battle. Mm. Yeah. And, yeah, so... And the fact that he there gave them an out to bail after that, and they all stayed. Mm-hmm. Bingo. That yep. that also. They realized the threat, and they were like, nope, we're sticking with it. And we didn't even mention the one guy that was like, uh, by the way, I saw my friend, and his head was up in a tree, but like the rest of his body wasn't. And um, I guess I guess he's not too worried about that cold that he had. Achoo. Yeah. And then he sneezes. Are, are, like, that, that was are, just a really are, quick, are, twisted scene. Didn't they also see someone in the cook pot? Yeah. No. Unless, so we haven't gone back to this in a while, but Jordan, obviously military experience, and we've talked about the list of awards he, he's had, and we're assuming mm-hmm. there was combat experience. And, uh, oh, there was. Yeah, yeah. So um, it's just, it's interesting that he sp- sprinkled that in there very quickly and then left it. And mm-hmm. uh, I feel like, you know, I don't know. Our readers, if you're younger or, you know, now we're older and I've talked to some other readers that are veterans and some that have been to war or or even those that are students of it and just read about it, um, that might just hit differently. Um, Mm -hmm. Man. Yeah, that's that's one that's one thing about Trollocs because they eat their own and they eat the dead like they don't need supply lines. So you think about from like a warring standpoint. Um, that's huge logistically. Huge. They just if 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 an army does not need supply lines, they just keep going. that's yeah. They're like rats. Mm, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so the next time on the wheel of reads, we'll be doing three chapters again. Three. Yeah, this is going to be. I think the last time we do three for this book. Let me double check like just to make sure I'm not a liar. <laughs> what do you say? So we don't have many pages left. Yeah, this is going to be the last time I do, we do three chapters. Um, Can we just race to the end? We're getting close, but there's a lot of big chapters coming up. That's what she uh, said. But these, yeah, so these, these chapters, the titles are Care for the Living um, is the next chapter, and then The Breaking Storm, and then The Tinker's Sword. Oh, shit. The Ooh. Tinker's Sword. <laughs> Ooh. That's a knock thing moron. That's like ah, you took the words out of my like mouth. A, a large shrimp, a military intelligence, uh, <laughs> a good-looking right Allen, out, right out of it's my a, mouth. It's an oxymoron. <laughs> oxymoron. A seemingly contradictory statement that 
nevertheless expresses a truth. No, that's a paradox. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, it's a paradox. Or, yeah. Yeah, oxymorons are just contradictory statements. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, those are the next three chapters. I mean, Pythos, be fun. Pythos, I had a lot of fun hanging out with you, bro. Yeah. I, the first two chapters, as I'm trying to talk about the books, you know what I was doing in my mind? 90% of my mind was focused on that ma- that mask. Are mask. we calling it a mask? It, yeah. Like, I feel like that doesn't even do it justice. It was very freaking yeah. cool. It was cool. Well, I can give you the person who made Pythos, it, you wanna, she uh, charges uh, ridiculous prices. So. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Anything uh, you want to add? Or that was ask? a pre-made. The customs are like three grand. Oh. That was super cool. Oh, wow. So anything you want to add or qu- question these guys about before uh, we end this chapter? No. I mean, yes, but okay. I don't want to cool. lead them to anything. So Spoil. I'll say no. So we'll see you. <laughs> Where you lead me, I will follow. Where you yeah. lead me, I will follow. I'll go with you. See you in two or three books. With you. Yeah, two, two, three, yes. All the way. <laughs> Yeah. All right. So how we can be found. We can be found at the Wheel Reads on Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube. TikTok. And you anywhere where your podcast. Yeah, TikTok. Yeah, TikTok's stop, fun. Stop, I've been making lots of I've been making lots of TikToks. I need to stop. Um uh, <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Um sorry Tree, I did I did spill spill some of your uh your art design today on, on TikTok because it was cool and it got a lot of views. So um yeah. Um, lawsuit the, the new time lawsuit I'm you know, we're paying for it whatever um, so <laughs> um, and uh, yeah so you can email me uh, the reads at gmail.com um, if it doesn't go to my spam f- folder I will uh, email you back immediately if it does go to the spam folder I check those about once a month so um, I'll I'll get to you eventually um, other than that you can go check us out on our website it is thewillreads.com um and you can find links to all sorts of stuff, uh, such as our podcast itself, or you can find links to things like our merchandise. Um, so we have new T-shirt designs coming. Um, a lot of fun there. Um, going to be doing more giveaways soon. Um, I, th- I think next month we're going to do three giveaways. Three. So it's going to be fun. Um, so keep tuned to all the social medias. If you're not following us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, those are the places I do giveaways on. So uh, I do giveaways in all all those places. There's and a kitty cat coming. You, uh, Pause. Kitty, oh, cat. There's a kitty cat. Wait, there's a kitty cat. Yes. There's a kitty cat. <laughs> I heard the meow. I knew it was coming. What is the yeah, name of this kitty cat? Her name is Min. Min. Lovely. <laughs> With a G. With a G. Ming. Okay. Okay. Ming. Okay. Love it. And. Um, yeah, I, I thought it might have been a little time name. Like Daniel Green has Pips for his cat, um, Matt's horse Pips, hmm. um, who we've already met Pips. Um, but yeah, um, and then where was I? Yeah, merch. Go buy our merch or win it by following us on different social medias. Um, also, I do give away every once in a while on Discord. I'm gonna start doing that more often. So come to our Discord. You can find links to that through our website as well. Uh, come join the 550 people that are in our server um, and that a lot of first-time readers that we love to death and they are very active typing their way through the series and we love their thoughts and we love to hear yours if it's your first time or if it's not and you just are a veteran reader we love to hear your thoughts in, spo- in our spoiler sections 
Um, and then also how to support us. You can support us through Patreon. Patreon's a great way to support us. Um, you get to listen to us live and listen to us really, really just not know what we're doing. Um, and you get early access at different levels, early access to episodes. You might get to be on our episode, like Pythos here. Um, Ayo. occasionally we do it. Yeah, occasionally mm-hmm. we do invite a patron on. It's not a, it's not a set level perk. It's one of those things that like I might invite you. Um, it's, it's like amazing. we love you. Come on, help us. It's out. like it's like maybe if you join, I might I might invite you. It's like it's not a guarantee. It's just like, eh, I, we'll see. Uh, <laughs> so, but but I, I won't invite you if you don't join. So <laughs> there, you, there you go. Hmm. So come join us. One dollars minimum level. A uh, dollar a month. Uh, you can help save a starving Ian. And um, and then, yeah, like, subscribe, share us, um, write some reviews. Uh, we like all that stuff. It's fun. And that's all I got. So. Why don't you take a good look at yourself and describe what you see? And baby, 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 until next time. Peace. Okay, bye. K bye. <laughs> I love that you've added K bye. <laughs> That's the highlight. Thank you for listening to the Wheel of Reads. See y'all next time. Hello, hello, hello. Hold on, let me make sure Pythos has permission to talk in here. Mm-hmm. That would be a good thing. Let's see. Pythos. Connect, speak. Yep, you should be able to talk. Okay, good. We'll do a quick to make sure that we can hear everybody. Uh, yep, we hear them. Yeah, can we're, you hear we're, me now? Yeah, can you hear Ian? Good. <laughs> yep, and Chris. Oh, Chris, Chris left. Walked away for he second. walked away. He said, screw you guys. <laughs> screw you guys. I don't want to do this anyway. <laughs> All so right. I'm drinking White Claws and eating a Lunchable. Welcome to the life of a bachelor pad. Did you go sailing? I did. It was amazing today. Yeah. Steady 15 knots of wind, no waves. The boat is fast as shit now. Yeah. It was, it's so smooth. No, they so it's did. back to like, it's back to like, all right, uh, two clicks on the outhaul and, and trim the jib in half an inch. And then poof, you lunge another knot. You're like, you just... It responds so well. Nice. And we're not dragging 100 pounds of barnacles anymore. Nice. We destroyed everybody today. We didn't even put a spinnaker up. They had us go around the bar. Around the bar mm-hmm. Counterclockwise. Yep. And we were like, um, every leg was a reaching leg. We finished dead downwind coming back in. Oh, nice. Hampton River. Cool. <laughs> we jived over. The bite that was trying to duck behind us didn't see that we were up against the blue water docks mm-hmm. and they crashed into a boat that was parked on the end of the keep here at blue water oh no that sucks yeah i didn't see what boat it was i just heard oh my gosh oh no bam pow, bam. <laughs> <laughs> i've seen a few boats sink out there that's always fun <clears throat> all right chris do mic check real fast yeah. just so, see here on discord mic check one two one two can you hear me mm-hmm. yep you hear chris let me just I'm going to check a few down. things real fast just to see something. Okay. 
So it looks like Pythos, you are getting some static background through yours, but I think it's because you have an open air mic, which is fine. Um, it, just... it might be picking up the uh, cooling pad I have underneath the laptop. I that, can turn that oh, down yep. a bit of that. That's probably that's it. Sounds like. That sounds exactly what it sounds like. Because it sounds like a fan running. How's that better? Yeah, a little bit. A little better. You can hear it, but it's not as loud. It's not as loud. Okay. Cool. Well, that's important. So. If you haven't noticed, we don't do perfect sound on this episode, so no. by all means, <laughs> we don't. let's have a couple glitches. <laughs> yep. Yep. So, yep. Drinking White Claw tonight. Glad Ian's I mean, drinking as well. We had two... What? What did you say, Chris? I'm drinking two. Oh, you're drinking two? What are you drinking? Johnny Walker. Mm. Johnny Walker. Nice. Wild Walker. White nice. Walker. White I Walker. would be drinking, but mm-hmm. it is actually incredibly hard to drink in this get up. Yeah. Yeah, I was about to say. Yeah. Considering I don't have an so. exposed mouth, really. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Pythos is a cheetah on screen. Though. He actually is wearing a cheetah mask, not just an yeah. avatar yeah. or a filter. It's actually a mask. This is like screenshot like worthy. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, we should do screenshots. And a really expensive one, but that, I don't want to get alcohol over it. That <laughs> looks really good. I thought you had a filter on. No, this isn't the filter. This is. Actually, a professionally awesome. made. I mean, it goes all the way. <laughs> Let me see if I can put. Oh man, that's so cool. Let me see if I can put it down here. I love it. Chat. Um, Costs like five car payments, but. <laughs> yeah. <I bet. laughs> that's not. That's not off the shelf at Walmart. That's not a Halloween mask. That's. No, that's the real deal. Let's see if I can. Screenshots. And there is actually a tail go. to go with it. You just can't see it while sitting down. I'll upload the screenshot up there. So. Boom. Yeah, there we go. So now everybody can see it. <laughs> Pythos is a, is a, is a, is a cheetah. Cool, man. All right, cool. Uh, anything else we need to do before we get started? There's not much uh, housekeeping, and we have three chapters to cover, so I suggest we just go ahead and get going. You ready? Ready? Everybody ready? Yeah. Ian, you ready? Yeah. Ian, ready? ready? I have one cracker, cheese, and turkey combo left. All right. One more. You'll, you'll, you'll talk after I'm done with my spiel anyway. So, <laughs> brief pause. 